I did have an idea of trying to turn a, a parody Snoop Dogg's Gin Juice into Sailor Moon, but I didn't write it down. I can't freestyle rap off the top of my head, so I'm just going to get a boring-ass intro this time for episode 147 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I am Ben Magnet. Donning his head is Ryan Eliopoulos, Esquire the Third, Laid back. Also known as Sailor Mercury. Got my mind and my money and my money on my mind. Damn right. We also have uh, Brandon T. McClure. What's up? Sailor Mars. Oh, that's fair. I like her the most. Okay. And uh, Sparks Witty. No, wait. Who's the... She's a smart one, right? No, no that's, that's Venus, right? That's, no, it's Mercury. I don't oh, she's my favorite. Yeah. And Fudget, Sailor Jupiter, Sparks Witty. Nice tuxedo I, mask. I, I reject all titles. Can you be tuxedo <laughs> mask? I don't, I don't want any of these You don't titles. want any of them? I think I, Luna is going to be I'd rather not mask. exist in this universe. Yeah? <laughs> that's wait, my wait preference. For the, wait for the super edition, yeah. I mean, nothing personal. That's that. That's fine. Well, welcome to this episode of the Fickner Podcast, where I was gonna do some. I was gonna do that fun thing, and then I saw a movie, and it and it took me down. It drained your. It soul. drained everything. On the way to it, well, I was like, "Huh, that could be a good intro." I get out of that movie, I'm like, "Oh no." Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we will. We will. Uh, how was your How was your guys' week? It was. It was honestly mostly E3. Uh, I'm. I, a lot holy of shit! All yeah. I did E3. was work and consume E3. And it was worth it because we we put we got a long video coming out. We do. Oh boy, that should be up tomorrow. Are, boy, I'm I'm hoping it's maybe up by next by the year. Time we're done with this recording. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a big file. Hey, it's been exporting since three a.m. It's now five p.m. Wow. Listen, when you want the highest quality and your video is also three hours long, what are you gonna do? <laughs> when you make a mistake, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> Yeah, that was good. E3 was I, great. I, I look I look forward to watching it. I, I too, was a little uh, excited about something from E3. Actually. Yeah, on the YouTube stuff, we're just a little behind on some of the Fake Nerd Podcast stuff because this E3 video is kind of big. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we'll get caught up. Yeah. Well, yep. Uh, Ken Knapsack interview, that'll be a video at some point. Hell yeah, well, <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> once E3 is Everything done. will be a video. Godzilla's still not up. Oh, wait. Are, uh, you getting, whatever. are you getting the files now from iTunes? No. Where are you getting the files? Um, I forget. Are you illegally downloading our show? No, no. Are you legally downloading our show? <laughs> yes. I'll, I, I don't remember what site. I'll show you later. Okay, that's fine. One I, of the other places. Converter.com. So, so I, I, was, I was talking, uh, a couple of people now have told me that, we're not, that our Spotify feed isn't updating, uh, which I am trying to fix. I'm in contact with Spotify. We're trying to figure out the problem. They are extremely unhelpful. Um, oh. Well, they have literally every artist and podcaster on the planet, right. so I'm sure they're uh, customers. I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, but... While doing that, I was on Transistor, our new our new fee- our new hosting service. Uh, highly recommend. And I was looking at some of the things I can do. I was like, oh, I can plug so much stuff. And so I'm like throwing in links, and I'm like, and there's a list of like, put all the links to where your podcast is. And so there's things I've never heard of. So I was like, oh, are we on there? We're in a lot of places, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. We are in a lot of places. I get around, man. Hell yeah. I was surprised. Even uh, man, our TuneIn feed frustrates the shit out of me. What's TuneIn? So TuneIn was one of the early ones that we got we, we got onto. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's still that stupid first logo of ours. Oh. Where we're in front of the clock. It's still that damn logo. Oh really? Aww. Yeah. Hey, keeping it OG on that one. And then and that's then a, that's you and I at Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. And then iHeartRadio still has the logo from the last time for like the first. The Silhouettes, the silhouettes one. It's like none. That's none. None of us. That's none of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's Three silhouettes. One of, <laughs> there's one of us. Who is it? Is it me? It's no, it's Brandon. No, oh, was it you? The middle one is me. Oh, okay. The middle one's Brandon. The other two were supposed to be you and I, Ryan. But it wasn't. But, us. but it wasn't. Who are those actors? I don't know. <laughs> Who's our stunt double? You know. And I, then I, we have Sparks over here. He, this poor guy's just out in the cold. Yeah. If If Sparks was in that fi- uh, in that photo, I would have cut it out by now and made a Jurassic Park look a lot of it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but Sparks isn't on there, so I was like, eh, I'm not gonna go, to go through the effort. <laughs> yep. 
So what's up, guys? How, I, uh, how are you? I, uh, I played a couple games because I got that Xbox Game Pass, and I've had it for a long time, and I have like 30 games downloaded, but I just haven't, I haven't played them. And I was like, I'm just going to sit down and play them. And uh, I played a game called State of Decay 2, which is a open-world survival zombie game. And this is the kind of dream game I've always wanted where, you know, it's open world and you have to go and uh, collect supplies and you bring in survivors to make your crank, uh, camp grow bigger, which in turn means you need more food. So it's, you know, it's a, it's like a big systems game. Uh, that Both those games are incredibly glitchy and they've always been glitchy. And I that's why I waited a long time to play them, right? So I play this game for like 30 minutes and then the, the, the HUD starts blinking, just going in and out, just and I'm like, oh, well, this is weird, but it's not destroying my game. So uh, I do a quest, and I'm supposed to bring these medical supplies to this box. But I give the medical supplies to another character, and then she disappears from the game. So I can't complete the mission. Oh, my God. oh no. So I'm just like waiting for this character to come back. And I'm like, she's not available right now. She's not available right now. I'm like, I can't do anything else. So I quit playing that game because it's still glitchy. Uh, so that's, that's my game time this week. <laughs> oh, I really wanted to like that game. But I was like, you guys are you actively trying to make me not like this game, aren't you? <laughs> E3 and Xbox Game Pass are definitely going to get me to play more video oh, games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, so the C3, um, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge gamer, but there were four games that caught my eye, mm-hmm. and that's more than any game has at E3. Yeah. Um, prior. That's not true. God of War caught your eye. Well, the oh, more games more in games. total? Yeah, in total. Because normally it's like one or two, and I'm always interested in some of the other ones, but I'm like, sure. like I'm, not pl- I'm, not, I'm never going to play these games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a couple of them I'm like actively, obviously there's Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, um, which looks Don't. like... Hold your hopes up. Well, I mean, it looks like the, more of the kind of game I'm I'm looking for from Dragon Ball. Okay. So I'll, obviously I will wait for the reviews. Yeah. Um, I I did that for Godzilla. I was super excited for Godzilla PS4, and then I saw the re- and then I played the demo and saw the reviews. I'm like, I'm okay. It's a big yikes. Um, and then uh, the two mythology based games, the George R. R. Martin one and the Gods and Monsters from Ubisoft. Yeah. Like normally mythology games are dominated by God of War, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, very. F- I don't think there has been another like major mythology game. Um, there are a ton, a ton of indie games, like uh, an unfathomable amount that I have downloaded on my Xbox and PS4, right. um, but they're so small scale, uh, they're not known. Yeah. But like, n- big scale, no. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely like, not. Gener- Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the biggest one recently. Yeah, and generally, um, generally when they do mythology, it's, they've made up a mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one, you know, I, I think I'm not 100% sure what the George R. R. Martin ones, but is, they say it's Norse-based. It's Norse-inspired. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, I don't think it's a mythology It's definitely game. straight up not going to be like Thor and stuff, but it's going to be like like Skyrim is Norse-inspired. Right. Like that. Yeah. But uh, either way, Gods and Monsters has me interested. That's straight up like mythology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. interested in Gods and Monsters. Um, and it's the Assassin's Creed Odyssey team. And like, so instead of making a realistic God of War or a Greek mythology game, we're going to make a fantasy, like, fun one. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Give me monsters. Hell yeah. So that one looks like a lot of fun. And then what was the other one? Um, oh, it? Destroy All the Humans. Oh, yeah. Actually, we talked about it last time. Oh, yeah. There was another one that I was interested in, but I don't remember what it was. It's not Avengers. Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely not Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Avengers. I'm still mad. <laughs> I can't believe it. What about uh, the Lego Star Wars announcement? Oh, yeah, the Lego, the LEGO Star Wars Skywalker Saga. We talked about that for a shockingly large amount of time. Yeah, because I was like, E3 let's keep moving past it, but thing. we'll talk about it for another 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game. I'm I love the Lego. I just bought Lego DC Superheroes, uh, Lego DC Super Villains. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm um, not, not going to re-unpack that conversation. But or we, we spent 30 minutes we on it. Basically, <laughs> no, we didn't. It I, wasn't that long. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it was just like because I put the logos with each section of what game we talked about, mm-hmm. and that one is a longer section of logo than a lot of the others. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's how I know. Yeah. Uh, but the, mostly what it was is just a debate on, you know, what's the value of it if it is 
the old six or are they brand new and nobody's given clear indication of what it is? Well, I mean, either way, it includes because um, there's nine. seven. They they have seven, just seven as a video I know, game. I know, um, which always surprised me. Um, but they'll have eight and nine, which is pretty which, cool. But, but my whole thing that that we talked about there, and you'll you'll see I'll the see video, it, yeah. you'll you'll listen to it, is that I I don't want one through six again yeah. remastered into collection. That doesn't make any sense to me when. The Lego games have moved on to a whole new format of how they do the dual screen for co-op. Yeah. And if we're just getting one through six the old way, that's useless. They've to also me. have voice acting now, and they've got. Yeah. So they, I hope that they're totally. I hope that they are now reformatted to this new way of. We playing hope these Lego are like games. like a new version of those yes. six games instead yes. of just remastered. Yeah. I, you know what? I was I would kind of. But nobody's like, saying. I would kind of like to see it like the um, the Lego Lord of the Rings, where it's a open world Middle Earth. Um, Still pisses me off that the Hobbit was never completed. <laughs> oh yeah, they just didn't do the third Hobbit game, and mm. I was really bummed about that. Those bastards! They did yeah. one, two, and they were like, "We're going to release the third one." And as a arguably, DLC. like the third one is like the all the big battles, and like you could do so much with that. I'm like, "Oh, let's just not do it." They just decided not big to do battles it. Battles that were two pages in books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah anyway. That's a whole other story, though. Yeah. Sorry to derail this. Apparently, a whole other movie. Oh yikes. <laughs> Uh, sorry to derail this with E3 talk. Sparks, what, what, anything you did this weekend? This week, uh, I. Also consumed a lot of E3, Hell yeah. and I watched uh, Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. How was that? That was good. That's really good. Yeah, I really yeah, want to see it. How many Keanu Reeves's would you give it out of ten? Uh, <laughs> eight. Eight, eight, eight Keanu out of ten Reeves. Keanu's. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The pause was because you were looking. I was looking at my girlfriend <laughs> who watched <laughs> it with me, and I'm like, how many? How many should I give it? <laughs> Uh, Keanu Reeves has probably one of my favorite guest appearances I've ever seen in a film. That's cool. Now at this point, it's so weird because like that movie looks charming, but like I've never wanted to watch a movie just for a surprise, like not a surprise, but a cameo. Like I know he's in a movie, not a little bit, but like man, I want to. I just want to see what Keanu. Does. I'm really like the, 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 the all the other actors in it are also. Oh, really absolutely, great. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of really good writing in this. Um, it's Randall Park, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that guy. But a lot. there's a lot of like, I mean, like the the female lead's best friend is a great character in yeah. her own right and played very well. And then there's another girl who works for her who shows up for only a couple of scenes, but she's from Happy Endings and she's great. And it's good yeah. cast. Netflix, I'm right? Re- I'm really yes. enjoying this uh, rom-com renaissance. Rom-coms? You know, uh, okay. Crazy Rich Asians, Long Shot, Always Be My Maybe. Like, these are great movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see, like, great rom-coms again. Hell yeah. yeah. Fanny also saw Always Be My Maybe and she's been saying that I need to watch it too. I agree It's with funny because I've seen the Keanu Reeves clip online just like circling I saw the Keanu Reeves gif before I saw the trailer for the movie yeah same, same I, I saw same. the gif I saw the clip and I'm like oh I wonder where that's from and then finally Fanny tells me what it's from I'm like oh I know this okay well, I should give this a shot real quick everyone's calling it the Keanu Sans McConaughey already had a Sans he needs to be the Reeves illusion the Reeves illusion I like that a lot better. I, it's not I did not come up with that but I've but I know I, like, I need traction. I like it I like it a lot better I need traction all right for guys it. Uh, the, Reeve, the Reeves illusion yeah I'm, yeah Keanu's uh, got a lot more in that, and like one of my favorite lines I've ever heard him say in any what, film. What do you mean he has? He's like in the movie more. Yes, more than you think. Oh, I'm watching it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it is not a single scene. Cool, very cool. Um, I guess Ben, what's, yeah. what was your week like? You went to a Disney pop up. I did. Thing. So I wanted to know what that what that was. All right, so just for for sure, um, for I don't know where for sure. Yeah, I don't know. My brain is like fried. I don't know why. Um, but as we're recording this, so today is actually my five-year anniversary with my girlfriend. Wow. Congratulations. Five That's years amazing. today, she and I went on a date, and we're still going. I've never committed to anything that long, ever, about <laughs> anything. Well, just give this show two more years. Yeah, two oh more years. Oh, my God, years. you're right. This is my two girlfriend. Two more years, buddy. Two more years. <laughs> there we go. Cool. 
Yeah, we're so we should address that in a bit here. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. No, <laughs> then, is this his girlfriend? <laughs> no, no, that we had a three-year anniversary. Oh, yes, past yes we did. Yeah, and but well, to celebrate, I we um because we saw this Disney pop-up thing when we went to Disneyland a few weeks ago. What is, what is that? It's a, it's kind of like a Mickey Mouse celebration thing, but also essentially it's a place where Instagram models can go take pictures with Mickey stuff. May I jump in real quick? Go for it. Uh, you remember where the ESPN building yes. was at Downtown Disney? Well, they stripped all that because they were going to build a hotel there. Okay. They have filled that building in uh, with a pop-up celebration of Mickey and Minnie oh, that see. you go oh, in boy. and you take a whole lot of pictures. It's like an art museum dedicated to Minnie and Mickey that yeah. you kind of walk oh, that's through. Cool. It's ac- legitimately, it's actually pretty neat. I mean, it's like, um, one thing li- they had that I liked is that right before you go inside the experience, they had that steamboat, did they? Yeah, well, they're not the full length of steamboat, but it could look like you were piloting that steamboat. Shut up, you saw my post. I, see. I, know, I, 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 saw I, I, I get what you're going with here, but... Instead of, like, you know how in Disneyland and California Adventure there's hidden uh, Mickeys? Yes. They have hidden Minis at the pop-up. Because there's there's so many Mickey heads. Yeah. Yeah. So the way you find them is, like, uh, Minnie has her bow on. So that's, I mean, yeah, it's, they have them hidden throughout the experience. It's actually kind of cool because you're, like, there's obviously all these uh, hundreds of thousands of Mickey Mouse silhouettes. But when you find a hidden Minnie, it's like, ha-ha, there it is. You know how Mickey Mouse says, oh, boy? What's up? Oh, boy. What does Minnie? What does Minnie say? Like golly gee, I don't know. Megan, anybody? Megan doesn't know. Megan doesn't know. Doesn't. I'm just saying, give her a phrase. Yeah, but it was it was nice. It was fun. I I had a good time. So many pictures were taken. The, uh, there, yeah. I saw a lot of pictures. They were, yeah, they were cute. Yeah, a lot Very of cute. pictures. Yeah, but it was it was good. Uh, You're Ben Magnet, and we're watching Disney Channel. Yeah, <gasps> you, That was okay. I like that. It was like <laughs> I don't know if I did this right. <laughs> that was so fun. That was actually really fun to do. Actually, we we stole that idea because the the people who were who were taking a picture in, in that spot, they did it, and I'm like, well, I gotta do it now. Shit. Mm-hmm. I really want to. I was tempted to grab those videos and do the accurate representation you of where you should. Drew that is so like, funny. Just like the, and you shouldn't feel bad because no, all of no. the celebrities who They're used to do bad. those all them. did them poorly. I've so seen it. awkward. Too, I was man. actually, I was actually thinking about going to do uh to my um thing and just like drawing out my outline to see how bad I did it. Yeah, because I know it was gonna be bad. I know. But you should definitely do that. And put it up. On I'm just page. thinking. You know what? Do it. I don't. I don't have the like. The videos are gone. I'll send. Like, I'll send. I have. Oh, do you the, have them saved? I have the hard copy. I'll send it to you. <sighs> okay. Do it. All right. I'm just thinking of like Hillary Duff going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like so awkward. Like painting us real There's shitty. That, uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was like. I, I I apologize. I'm gonna refer to him this way, but like the black guy from That's So Raven. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did one, and it was just like squiggly mess. And yeah. I'm like, dang, that's like nowhere near. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen like the montage of like what they're actually drawing on a Disney Channel, it's really funny. And like the it's, awkward pause after and, like, they do. There's no it. sound. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just going ha 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 ha. It's like wow, this is so awkward. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Hillary. I mean, the pop-up itself, it was fun. I mean, if you're a big Disney nerd, I would highly recommend If going. you're already at Disneyland, you might as well go there, Well, right? the thing is, you have to pay a separate ticket to go into it. Oh, oh absolutely not. Oh, yeah. now we're... Now it's no, it's, a, free it's to a, go, a separate experience. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if it was free to go into, then yeah, sure, go for it. But you had to, we had to pay tickets. We had to be there at a very certain time. But it was our anniversary. Obviously, we couldn't get inside... Um, Dis- I couldn't get inside Disneyland. And I'm like, rather, I'd rather pay a little bit of money to get into a pop-up. And then she and I just just romped around downtown Disney Romp. for a bit. It was, it I was, but there was some romping afterwards. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Once you pop the fun, it, don't w- stop. it was a, it was a fun day. I, mother what? Pop-ups. <laughs> Guys, I don't, I don't, I didn't make Pringles. Beat me by one second. <laughs> I didn't make Pringles. Okay. Yeah, it, it was fun. Uh, besides that, we were trying to beat Cuphead. We're at the devil. Finally in Cuphead, we can't beat it. 
And I've also had the devil went down to Georgia stuck in my head. Oh, he's looking for a soul to steal. Hey, yeah. But, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just re- real quickly, uh, happy anniversary to you and Fanny. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. But she, hey, she's a keeper. Yeah. Keep her around another year. We <laughs> at least <laughs> at least <laughs> just a year. I know she played Quidditch. S- sign that lease. God, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Actually, it's up? Sunday oh. at 5 p.m. What's up? What's up? <laughs> oh, I uh, I had my I, had, I don't remember the last time I did this, but in the movie we're going to talk about today, I I I, I face palmed. Yeah, so like really? the first first time in a long time for sure. I don't remember the last time I did it in a movie. Uh, I definitely would have if Tessa Thompson had been forced to say that line. She was like, "No, I'm not yeah. saying that." Which it's not in the movie, so I'll just say it here. She was asked to say the uh, Will Smith line of "I make this look good." And she was like, "I'm not doing that." Good. Oh, I'm God. not doing that. And if that had been there, that would have been it for me. I would have been wow, <laughs> woof. She looks good in that suit. Yeah, yeah. There, that is not a problem with that movie. Man, all my, all my. This is in the movie discussion. All my um, ads now on Facebook and Instagram are just of the watch. That they weather the men in black. Oh, wear. they are cool looking watches. I have wanted that watch since 1997, and now my, all my ads are like, "Hey, buy this watch. It's twelve hundred dollars." You love, you no love watches. I really want that watch. You're, you're a slut for watches. Here's a here's the men in black watch. It's su- what a, a I, watch I've wanted slut. that watch since the first men in black. <laughs> I know. And I just and I was like, "Oh my god, I finally found it. Twelve hundred dollars, but I could do a payment plan for seventy five dollars a month till I die." So I mean, or just don't, or just, just don't, just don't, yeah. yeah. Wait yeah. for a sale. Get a okay. knock off. My wait next, my wait next for plan? this movie to bomb oh. and then I'll go on sale. No, my next plan is I'm going to get filthy rich. Oh, oh that's okay. probably a better alternative. That yeah. is a better alternative. Yeah. So beware. Let me know uh, when that happens. All, all those. Because <laughs> I want some money. <laughs> it's not as elaborate as your watch, but while we're, well, Fanny and I were waiting to get into the experience yesterday, we just moseyed on into the Lego store because why not? Killing time. And they have a Lego set of the trench run from Star Wars. It's a it's a $30 set. It's not super expensive. The X-Wing looks pretty good. It holds a whole minifigure and stuff. And I'm staring at us going, I really want this. I don't need it. It's 30 There's bucks. There's many Lego sets. So I'm just there like, are a I lot of Lego this. sets in that store that I want. Yeah. But, but Legos are freaking expensive. Like It's one of those like rabbit holes where like if you buy one, it's over. Same with the pin. Yeah. Because we saw the pins, and I'm like, they have a Darkwing Duck video game pin. I want that. They have a Mufasa Simba as with Mufasa in the Sky pin. That's I want that. that pin. That's a good one. Soon be yours. And I'm just staring at all these pins. I'm like, man, this is a very dangerous rabbit hole. Yeah. And then I go back in the Lego store. I'm like, man, this is also a very dangerous rabbit hole. And I'm just sitting there like, talking to fans like, oh, we'll go with the experience. We'll go down. We'll get lunch and stuff. And then maybe I will get it. And we're walking back. I'm like, I don't need it. I want it, but I don't need it. I don't need it. It's a responsibility in you, Ben. We don't need yeah. any of this. Yeah. No, we don't. And then two hours later, we she We don't need me. this podcast. Yeah. All right, bye, guys. See bye. you, guys. Yeah. But then two hours later, she bought me my Kingdom Hearts uh, Sora jacket, which I freaking oh, love. Oh, is that the one you're wearing right now? Well, it's that, a was, cutie. that was the one I was wearing. I took it off. Okay. Well, they didn't know. The one he's wearing today. Yeah. It's a, um, a good-looking one. Thank you. Yeah. So I... Um, Three movies? I actually just remembered that I also went to the AMC Dine-In. Oh, yeah. Just How like you did uh, to see Aladdin. Yeah, that's a really nice experience. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you're not going to buy the food, it's fourteen dollar tickets, and like, that's not terrible for no, how comfy those seats are. The one yeah. in Ontario, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, n- two movies if you come in in black. Okay. Uh, one if you don't, and it was Secret Life of Pets. I'm kind of in a slump right now. A movie slump? Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw a great movie. <laughs> hey, there's so many movies that you haven't seen that are I, all over I the really world. I really want. I really. We tried to find time to go see. The Dead Don't Die, which is the new Bill Murray Adam Driver. Yeah, Jim apparently like, cr- uh, critics are super split on it. 
Um, but I think it looks hilarious. I really want to try. And I'm see really that. interested because the guy made a I vampire movie called Only Lo- Only Lovers Left Alive with Tilda yeah, yeah. Swinton, mm-hmm. uh, and that movie he, he's a very super weird artsy filmmaker. And Tilda Swinton's in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, like I I'm su- I'm not surprised that it's completely split down the middle because he's like a weird artsy dude. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very interested, especially because like Adam Driver's in it too. Like I was really sold yeah, on the trailer. I really I really want to see that. Um, yeah. I want to see Ma until the trailers ca- until the reviews came out. I'm like, oh, Ma's still playing at our little theater, which is surprising. Um, it is surprising. Yeah. It'll be gone this week. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of movies I'm trying. Uh, was trying to go see late night with Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling. That looks charming. Oh yeah. Um, there, that movie's like sleeping. Yeah. I completely forgot that was even happening. It just came out this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Secret Life of Pets. It's a fine film. You know exactly what you're getting into. It's nothing special. Um. I think I like the first one more, which Oof. is the first one's actually quite charming. Yeah. yeah this one's just kind of. Exists. Can I ask you like a real question? Like sure. how, how secret. Are there lives? If we're watching it unfold in front of us, I refuse to answer that question. Right, cool. <laughs> form of dignity. <laughs> well, okay. if, it, if this wasn't like marketably better than the first one, then I, I'm, I yeah. pass. Yeah, because um, it's really, it's really strange. It's really strange the structure. It's the same directors, uh, but it's, it's, there are three separate plot points that are happening at one time, and they. Do not converge. They have no reason to be oh. to be in this movie. That's it's awful. like three separate short films slammed together. Yeah, that's what the trailers made me feel like was was. Yeah, happening. because the trailers were so were so bipolar. Like character focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're pulling an American release Digimon movie. What? The original Digimon movie that came out in the early two thousands. Oh, that was di- th- very different. Very different. Yeah. But, okay. That this one, but they because they keep cutting back and forth between the different plot lines, and you're kind of wondering like you're just like waiting for it to converge. Uh, they do they do converge at the very end, but it doesn't make sense why. Oh, it's like oh, not yeah. It's okay. like it's oh, just kind of like worse. well, we have to have these films. It's just kind of like hey, what'd you do today? Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> wow, <That's, laughs> I was on that a sounds, farm. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's actually kind of good in it. I hope Secret Life of Pets 2 enjoyed its one good week at the box office. Yeah, right. Because it's about to get slammed. Come on, it's slam. Uh Oh, we're working on Space Jam 2. I just found out my company. What? Yeah, we're, th- that movie is like almost done filming. Yeah, and I we're getting it. We're getting fi- footage of it. I'm like, holy shit. That's that's kind of cool. Is yeah. it still starring LeBron James? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was I was shocked. Uh, All right. Hey, man, Space Jam is a movie of our generation. It is definitely a movie. It is. <laughs> and we should all... Acknowledge <laughs> with reverie that it's a movie, <laughs> and look uh, forward to its destined sequel. <laughs> Dude, speaking <laughs> of stop hurting yourself. <laughs> speaking of reverie, did you say reverie? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of reverie, uh, happy third anniversary, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're still we, doing it. We hey. had our third anniversary on Wednesday, and we will Sorry. put out a special <laughs> next week. Yeah, the special is a little late because I wrote the date down wrong. Hey man, um, oops. We're all busy, guys. It's okay. Oopsie, yeah. oopsie loop and shoe. I mean, this has been one I mean, of the hell. our busiest time periods with yes. the podcast. We're yeah. actually doing a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, hell, when we recorded our E3 video, that was at like two in the morning. But you guys, that but, I mean, but that's the thing, you know, it, it's, uh, as Park said, it's, we've been, we've had a very busy time for the podcast. Yeah. We started YouTube. YouTube is up and running. Yep. And Yay. I mean, it's not just, we've got a video up and we're like, maybe we'll do more. We've got multiple shows. No, the that. train is rolling and it's not stopping. Yeah. No, I can not. tell you right now, we're, we're at least intending to drop multiple videos a week and it's more or less happening. Yeah. yeah. My computer's real slow and I work a lot, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, and no, we're, no. We're even we are not on, blaming you, buddy. We're even planning on, dro- on dropping another show on, on, on YouTube. What? What? Cult, cult of cult of something? Oh, oh, something. Uh, oh man! I mean, maybe not anytime oh, soon. <laughs> no. It's a plan. Yeah, Ooh. 
well, make I, me hyperventilate. <laughs> yeah. It is it is a plan, but that's the thing is like we're, we we uh, we have gotten so busy. And miscellaneous is gonna is hopefully gonna start soon. Spar- Sparks and I are working on getting that back up and running. Re very busy right now. Yeah, you guys might have heard like a lot of stuff is going on. But that's re- but Sorry. that's really cool. <laughs> but that's really cool that we've got all this stuff going on. Like yeah. last year, we were still we were just like, well, maybe we're we'll like, do this. By we're the like, end of man, this. wouldn't that be cool? Now it's like, hey, it's actually happening now. Mm-hmm. We got stuff in the pipeline. It's and we're working on it. That that interview we just had with Ken Napsok is like one of my favorites that we've ever done. It goes right mm-hmm. next to the one we did with Chris Swindle. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Andrea Romano. Yeah, right up there with that one too. I think that was a great interview. I wasn't you part, of it. part of that one. No, no, I was not. I always forget that you weren't part of all the episodes. From y- you beginning. couldn't have two people on a phone. Yeah, that's right. Technology. Still can't, but no, but it's less of a problem. One, one day. Um, well, and this, is, and this isn't me like shitting on past interviews, but there is such a different energy when we have the guest in the room. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so Chris Swindle and Ken Napsock's interviews are just awesome. Also, shout out to both those guys because they were just willing to just talk forever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's always great when you can get them in just like talk. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, not, so not slamming anybody in particular in our previous interviews. No, <coughs> our, um, I didn't do it. <laughs> oh. I didn't do it. Oh. He doesn't listen. No, he doesn't. <laughs> wow. But if your PR person is listening, I would love to go to the premiere of Make Two. I'm just saying. I mean, I didn't say it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not saying that was our worst <laughs> interview. No, but it's barely an interview. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not our best. I'm not saying. I, I still appreciate it. I do too. <laughs> I, I appreciate. Yeah, it. I got get, to read the book. Let's, yeah. um, let's get out of this. So three have, years, three years, baby. We have yeah. plenty. We have plenty. We have plenty of stuff coming in the pipeline. One of the things is on Wednesday we will be dropping our holiday, our not our holiday, holiday. Wow, it's June, dude. Twenty nineteen annual, which is our third anniversary celebration. It is a week late again. Sorry about that. Hey but man, on on comics our get delayed. It happens. On our anniversary, we did drop <laughs> the, our Ken Napsock, our Ken Napsock interview. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Shall we? Happy move anniversary, into our Ken. Happy <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Uh, should we drop our Should we drop our bread and butter? Yeah, Is that yeah. what we do. I don't want to. Dr- well, I, we got to wash it off first. If we're gonna eat it. Well, I'm on keto again, so I can't have bread. Oh. That hurts Wait, my soul. what's a, what's an alternative? Like cauliflower and water. Sadness. Cauliflower That's and the water. Yeah, no, wow. sadness. No, it's a cauliflower. It's a cauliflower roll. That sucks. It's sadness. You can still put butter on it. Butter's keto friendly. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, bread and butter time. <laughs> and here's your bread. And your butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about um, in a couple of chunks here, but before we get to the I largest chunks, the l- it gross. <laughs> before we get to the largest, you really threw me off. <laughs> Good, <laughs> so bad. Uh, before we get to the largest chunk of this of this news, <laughs> you're making it worse. Um, we have some ca- we have some casting news for Titans. Yeah. Uh, I know Sparks and Ryan, you guys have seen the show. Yeah. Uh, so this is most, mostly geared towards you guys. Uh, they cast Aqualad uh, as Drew Van Acker uh, from Pretty Little Liars. I don't know who this actor is. I've they never cast seen him anything. Drew Van Acker as Aqualad. That's the one. There you go. Did I say that wrong? You said Aqualad as Drew Van Acker. I mean, when you're in another world. If you're a great actor, you become your character. And Kermit the Frog as himself. Hey, it's me. Um, <laughs> Godzilla as himself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mercy Graves. They cast Mercy Graves as Natalie... Gummedo, Gummedi, Gummedi, Mercy Graves, is Mercy Graves. So that's cool. Um, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, they're they're rounding out like the uh, like the Teen Titans, Titans cast. You know, yeah. Aqualad. Uh, they already got Mercy Graves is an interesting choice, though. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, you got left field. You got Lex Luthor in Supergirl. So like maybe because like she's like a robot as- assistant lady. So I'm wondering if this is like a uh, just a, like a weave into. You had Mercy Graves in Supergirl. 
Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I Marcia Graves in Batman v Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But Lex she Luth- was blown up. Lex Luthor is also there, so I'm just wondering, like, if they're gonna make her a completely new character, because like she's kind of tied directly to Lex Luthor, which is fine to me if you make her a new character. Uh, she's a cool robot lady. Yeah. yeah they um they did have a, a description. She'll, oh, sorry. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, she'll probably be like the link, uh, for Lex to Superboy. Because oh, Superboy was season Titans, yeah. Mercy Graves will probably be that connecting, like she's a representation. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Mercy Graves is the out of the two. Mercy Graves is the only one that had a um, description released by um, by DC. Uh, Aqualad did, and I guess they thought it was pretty self-explanatory. It was going to be Aqualad. Um, interesting that though it's it's Aqualad. Um, it, it it seems like it's going to be the um, Young Justice version and not the I Euro- hope so. not the classic. Yeah, that's, um, that's fine. I like the Young pers- Justice Personally, version. in the world of Titans, I think that fits better. Also, yeah. the picture I saw, it could have just been one specific picture, but he had a Jason Momoa-esque vibe to him. He had, like, long hair. So I'm like, all right, if they're trying to do, like, more of that kind of aesthetic, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't hate um, it. So Mercy Graves, however, is described as the ruthless, cunning, right hand and bodyguard to the notorious Lex Luthor. Serving her boss with unquestioned loyalty, her connection to the Luthers r- runs deep as Mercy has been a friend of the family and in Lex's life since they were young. That's interesting. Okay. Fair. A little different. A little different. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm this, just, is, this is cool. Uh, I'm just a little sour, not the show, but at DC Universe stuff yes. in yeah. general yeah, yeah. It's right not now. Titan's fault. <laughs> it's not Titan's fault. I'm just sour because I'm like, I, I have no faith in anything to actually stick around now Yeah. yeah. Or, or be what I want it to be. So yeah, prove me wrong, Yeah. but piss me off. Yeah, right, yeah. And uh, the other bit of news with this before we hand to th- this chunk is Umbrella Academy... Uh, is ramping up season two. Yeah, they're doing. Now. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, let's finish that second, that first season. Did we finish it? I'm no. About six okay. Episodes, I'm about six episodes. I was in. like, no, I don't remember. I need, I definitely you and finish, I have something um, else far more prevalent. We have to do first. You know what it is? Doom Patrol. Legion season three is dropping the end of this month. Uh, you and I have season two to watch. Well, it's ten episodes, right? Yeah, we can do that. We have to do it with Megan. I, we, I can, we can do that. Yeah. Umbrella Academy is nice though, that it's getting a season two because, yeah. uh, I mean, the Tick, Deadly Class, Swamp happy. Thing, Happy, like all these shows all were these canceled. Co- all comic these, cancellations. All these oh, the cancellations. Tick got, the Tick got canceled. Oh, yeah. the Tick was the first one canceled. I yeah. did. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they yeah. tried to shop it around. They recently put up. They recently put up a, a thing that's saying no one's biting, so it's dead. Oh, that sucks. Which is really a bummer. Yeah. Well, um, but it's nice to see that at least one of them was renewed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Really hey, apparently nice. it did like really really good for Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of not surprised that Netflix tends to have a little more faith in giving us a, a season a show that's got an audience at least another season before it makes a, d- a decision about cancellation on it. Right. Also, they're already uh, like a billion dollars in debt, so what's another couple million? Sci- sci-fi's way more happy to pull the trigger on something like that generally speaking. Yeah, and, and then give things like Lobo a shot. We'll talk about that. Will We're we? talking about that? Our, I thought you left it in the news. No, I took it out. Okay, we yeah. We talk about it here if you want. Uh, yeah, Lobo's getting a spinoff, and I haven't watched Krypton Season 2 because it literally started this week, Yeah, and I haven't started it yet. Uh, I don't even think Lo- if Lobo's in that episode, I bet he doesn't show up till the very end, so yeah. I probably wouldn't have enough to give it an impression. It just bums me out. <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't think it's necessary. And Krypton, but Krypton's pretty good. Yeah, Krypton is good. Yeah, Krypton is good. You I don't know, know that I need a Lobo show. You know what's better? Deadly Class. <laughs> yeah. Deadly, Deadly class, class is better than most TV shows. Deadly Deadly Class. I think Krypton's really good. I do think Deadly Class was a better show. Sure. But I do think Krypton's really good. Well, uh, look for that Lobo So show. it's really confusing yeah. why they're making Lobo. Lobo isn't even a good character as as the main protagonist of a show. That's no. what's super weird about it. Like, it's, he's fun in, like, small doses. Yeah, I but as, as, a, as, a, as a ongoing, it's, not, it's never worked. Yeah. I don't understand. 
Yeah. Like, you want to bump Lobo up to series regular in Krypton Season 3? Whatever. Go for it. Giving it just him a mean, spin-off show is super strange. They just mean, like, they really think he's good. And I'm like, I mean, I, the teaser's fine, but, but like... But it's weird to make that decision this, this early. early. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah they wouldn't even, like, give Batwoman a, a full series order till they let her have a whole pilot after she appeared in the crossover episode. Very true. Yeah. Well... Yay! Let's move on to our next chunk. Large comic book news. Huge uh, chunks. This Ooh. is this is a this was a big week for comics and a big week for video games. Ooh. Um, I was surprised at how much news came out from comic books this week. Just a quick side note: since you brought up the video game stuff, we already kind of talked about it up at the top, but we are not talking about any of the video game news from this past week. We kind of did can, already at the beginning. You can watch our E3 video for all of Ben, it's Ryan, and I discussing three hours long. It, two and a half. Two and oh, it's two and a half hours long. It's close. Uh, That's a lot. You can watch our E3 video on our YouTube channel to hear about all the video game news we're not touching on. And you said it, something. You like you put pictures up for when we talked about something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't wanna, even expect that. So that's fantastic. If you want to scan through to a specific thing, just look for the little logos of what video game we're talking about in the upper left corner. It's always there for whatever Thank video you for game we're that. talking about. That's amazing. Yeah. I wasn't going to go through and annotate each piece, so I was like, let's put a little logo just so if you're scanning, you can see it. It's very sense. smart. Uh, so yeah, so that'd be that. Look forward to that. So, comic book news we are talking about. Yeah. Uh, we love comics. There wasn't a Comic-Con. <laughs> uh, we, we do love com- Man, what's going to be at Comic-Con? <sighs> anyway, uh, we love movies. comic books here. Um, Man, I swear to Lord, I thought you said boobies. So did I. <laughs> so did I. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, happy well, three-year anniversary. Not, I'm not totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay. Movie uh, time. So, I have a section here that just says, Doomsday Clock Who? Uh, because we'll, All right. we'll get into it. You sent sent something. I haven't read it, or was it a video or was it an article about about Doomsday Justice Clock? Society of America and how it's ignoring Doomsday Clock more or less? Yeah, cool. All right, so we'll get into that. So first, I want to talk about the good news. Well, they're both good news. They both. Well, it's news. It's uh, news. <laughs> so uh, Brian Michael Bendis, um, a fan, uh, a fan favorite yeah. on the show, yeah, um, is relaunching the Legion of Superheroes. I am very excited oh, yeah. about this. This I heard. This I I'm think, excited about. I think he is a good fit for the Legion of Superheroes. I always, I always felt this way. Um, regardless of how I feel about a Superman run, I think his Legion run uh, could be really good. His grasp of like younger character team stuff is like is like unparalleled. Specifically, it's so good. Specifically, teenage characters. I feel there's a conspiracy, and I, I don't. Obviously, I don't buy into any conspiracy, but I, I do kind of like see the see the thought process there that he aged up John Kent because he can't write any younger than seventeen, which does kind of track if you if you watch his his track record in the last couple of years. Re- um, I mean, Riri's like fourteen, uh, like but like a teenager. Like I think I mean, he writes teenagers, and I think he's yeah. a little uncomfortable writing anything younger. Um, which is why most of his characters are teenagers. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily believe it, believe that, but I could see the logic there. Yeah, I think it's just it's a preference. Yeah. Thing. Hey. Yeah. Young Justice, so really good. Still liking that. Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah, yeah teenagers, yeah. exactly. Oh, uh, I think it's... I, I'm sorry, down, real quick. Yeah. I just, in defense of Bendis a little bit, I just think it's simplistic to say, like, he can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think that, yeah, what you said, it's preference. Um, I also think that, like, he likes to dig deep on the challenges of that age. He's very much like a, a perks of being a wallflower type yeah. of writer. All new X-Men was but as, all the original X-Men. But, but yeah. as a, a comic writer, and that stuff you just can't do with young kids. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't ring as true. Also, to be fair, he wrote Avengers for like seven years, and that's all just about Wolverine and Luke Cage. So like, yeah. he, it's possible. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't mean he can't... No, 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 I, no, no. Age up. No, 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 I was just saying, like, I think he's perfectly capable of writing children. I just... Like he knows, I he knows he, what he likes. I think he has a preference for a certain type of story that that child characters can't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hashtag give me back my John Kent. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Legion of Superheroes. Uh, he's starting with the with a book. It's going to start a little bit like he did Man of Steel. A little bit like um, 
was the other book that recently did this? Oh, No Justice, uh, mm. Justice League. Yeah. Um, he's going to start with a two-issue miniseries called Legion of Superheroes Millennium. Uh, this is going to be about by Brian Michael Bendis and a whole host of different artists uh, that are going to be drawing specific characters and less so pages, which I thought was an interesting way to go about this. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to see Supergirl being drawn by Jim Lee. Yeah. Batman Beyond being drawn by Dustin Wynn. Yeah. Commandy drawn by Andrea Sorrentino. <gasps> uh, Tommy Tomorrow, a character I don't know uh, who that is. Um, that old ass character. Drawn by Andre Lima Arau. I'm sorry. <laughs> Booster Gold, drawn by Nicola Scott. Yeah. Like that. Uh, Olmac, drawn by Jim Chung. One Man Army Corps, baby. A, and then um, a DC Offworld chapter, uh, drawn by Jeff Deckel, but I don't know who that character uh, is. I, I, Jeff Deckel? Yeah. No, that's an artist. That's what I mean. No, he's saying he doesn't know what character he's. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, uh, and I don't know who the artist is yeah, either. Yeah. Jeff, he's great. Uh, and then Legion of Superheroes, the characters will be drawn by Ryan Sook. Uh, and Ryan Sook and Brian Michael Bendis will, will from that, launch an ongoing Legion of Superheroes story. Um, but, the, but the two issues are said to be to explore the new Rebirth timeline in a, in a way that we haven't really explored before. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't need a miniseries for the relaunch of a series every single time this happens. Yeah. Because it happens pretty much every single time now. And I'm kind of like, I don't need six issues for your number one. I don't need two issues for your number one. Just give me the number one. And yeah. explain it to me. I don't. I, I know it's John like, Hickman's doing it at the end of the at the end of this month. I know, and I'm like, I also wish you just start with the number one. Yeah. But like, I. It's it's like it's like I, um we talked about this before. Hick- it's a place setter. Sure. Like, you're Hickman, places. Hickman's doing that with X Men, right? Yeah. 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 X Men makes a lot of sense to me. That, I think X Men does call for it because that one uh, is like a full relaunch, like of like ten. You have years. to. You he is essentially taking a, a table setting and throwing it all it on the ground, and he has to reset the table. He needs this to yeah. do that. I don't think yeah. he can just jump in at issue yeah. one uh, again. Like if it was no, 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 if I'm it was you. one, if it was one six issue series, but I got to buy twelve issues now, and I'm like, yeah. I'm 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 sure it's gonna make sense. Uh, and again, he did it with his Avengers, New Avengers run with his Fantastic Four and FF run. Like he does these dual storylines all the time. I just can't afford it. But Marvel is doing it less, whereas DC is doing it more. Yeah, I like, just can't well, afford it. Because it's, it's a tracking through Bendis kind of thing. Yeah. Bendis likes this. Yeah. Yeah, like he, that's why he did Man of Steel before he did Superman. Yeah. Um, Scott Snyder did No Justice before he did Justice, before he launched the New Justice. Yeah, and again, run. both of those series are like, cool, I kind of I kind of just used that number one. <laughs> but yeah. here's the thing, you know, if, I don't know what the numbers are. If this is getting people to pick them up. Yeah. I can't complain. It's the Marvel formula of a number one if that it's, makes money. If it's working to get people in, yeah. like, here's this catchy event. If you like this, you're going to like the rest of it. If yeah. it's working, I can't complain. Yeah. And yeah. the Legion is a is an obscure group. And like, yes. Ben is behind them, uh, is going to give them forefront uh, popularity, the yeah, Legion, at least for the beginning. The Legion has been, they've been asking for the Legion to come back <laughs> for a long time. And Doomsday Clock was supposed to be that bring back. And I'll... We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I'm saving that. Yeah. Um, so the main character for for Legion of Superheroes Millennium is going to be a character that Bendis just says is a uh, is familiar to DC fans, and she she is newly em- in- endowed with immortality. Saturn Girl. No, it's not. Damn it. He would have said Saturn Girl is the uh, is part of the Le- is part of the Legion. Mm-hmm. This is not a character of the Legion. This oh, is a this is a character okay. that exists in the DC universe that hasn't been around for a little while. Never sure. probably like an obscure character that will be brought up. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's pro- most likely. Um, you know something funny? Hmm. But years ago, when I was trying to buy when uh, the death of Superman happened, when the, they were had the the side stories with the, um, Cyborg and all those things yeah. back in the nineties. I went to a random comic store with my parents and I saw a Legion book with Superman's cape on it and they bought it for me and I had I still have it to this day. I'll bring it in sometime. Excuse but the me. only reason why I bought it because it had Superman on it, it wasn't until years later. I'm like, holy crap, I bought a Legion of Superheroes book and I had no idea what the hell I was getting. Uh, uh, there's one 
uh, I like the Legion a lot. Like, I don't love them. Uh, there are just too many characters. But there is one specific DC book that came out in the early 2000s called Legion Lost. Uh, and that is a 12-issue miniseries that is one of the best DC stories ever told about them getting literally stranded on the opposite side of the universe. Uh, and just, like, how do they survive? And they uh, relaunched it for the New 52, and it was not good. And it was – it's not the same book <laughs> at all. Uh, but, like, it, it's 12 issues, and, like, I want to make my book club one day, but that's it's, it's, it's a lot to read. Sure. Um, no. what, we'll plan for it because it's, it's, like, the best Legion book ever written. Like, it's weird. It's great. It's, it's da- uh, Abnett and Lanning. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, it's told it, it told it to me oh, before. Yeah. It's weird because Legion of Superheroes is one of those superheroes that, for me personally, I know of them. I just haven't read anything Year about them. Year three thousand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but, I've seen, I've seen them, and I, I mean, I've read a couple of things that they've shown up, and I've never read a dedicated yeah. Legion. Yeah. But here's the funny thing: like when I'm watching uh, um, in media, like um, in Justice League. The Legion showed up. Brainiac 5 and him and Supergirl got together. Uh, I thought that was great. Smallville. I was like, oh, hell yeah. We got Supergirl. the Legion of Superheroes in this. Uh, I have a uh, cartoon show for you. It's um, called Legion of Superheroes. Hell yeah. yeah you should check out. Is it from the 60s? No. no it's, the, okay. it's, a, it's a recent series. Really? Uh, it's from the early 2000s. Yeah. Okay. It's real good. But every t- but now that I'm seeing that Legion of Superheroes is coming back to comics and being written by Brian Michael Bendis, no less, I'm excited, and I actually might pick this up. At least check it out, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. And um, then I know, Ryan, what you're saying earlier about how you don't like you just give him the number one, just give him number one. But in defense of that, I th- kind of like it because it's like because it's like it's a placesetter. So if you don't like it, you don't have to waste your money on that number one. But if you do, it's like yes, now I am fully prepared to get into the story, get into the thick of it, see how it all plays out. And then get a sweet return at the end of the story. So for, for me, having these little, yeah, it's annoying because it's like, hey, here's an event, and then the number one's gonna come out afterwards. It is annoying, but at the same time, it's like, I, it's kind of like a demo. And then once the book, but demos are free. I don't have to spend yeah, yeah. thirty dollars on six issues. Well, right. I, I understand. I understand. I understand what both Ryan sides. Saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I get both sides. Like for Two Sparks' point, it does yeah. help the industry. The industry gets a bump every time a new number one shows up yeah. because people want that n- new number one because mm-hmm. it's number one. Yeah, yeah. People want oh, this number one will make will pay for my college tuition. Yeah, <laughs> right. sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, the so this, that book will come out September eighteenth. Uh, Bendis did have a quote uh, I, I want to read. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, she says that our legion is going to be a little different than past legions. I know that sometimes in the past. The Legion have gotten together because things are so peaceful, uh, they can't stand it. Our Legion is coming together out of what they think is dire necessity. Things are starting to crumble, and they're crumbling fast, and it, and it really feels like it's time for a new age of heroes for the first time in a millennium, uh, that there's a genuine sense of threat to all things. He's only ever said that this will be the first time the Legion have interacted with the re- with Rebirth continuity, so he, he has not made... He has not made mention of this is the same Legion. Like With a lot of Rebirth has been, it's the same characters coming back yeah um, like pre new 52 like pre new 52 just like they characters. didn't exist for a little bit yeah. yeah but this might be a new legion or it might not so we'll have I, to see it yeah. kind of makes sense since they're from the far future and all the present has changed yeah so them being completely new and like different. their future is now different yeah 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 who they are their whole background has now changed Man, that they, could be fun actually they yeah. need they need they give them all a relaunch yeah i i this uh i just realized what legion of superheroes millennium reminded me of um booster gold Hmm. Booster Gold is a character that they've always used uh, to be a character that has known that time has changed. And, uh, man, you can do something real cool with that character. Yeah. Uh, trying to discover, like, all the differences with the, with, with the timeline, which is what Doomsday Clock was supposed to be. Um, speaking of Doomsday Clock, the Justice Society of America are also making a return. However, not with a new book yet. Uh, Scott Snyder does say he has plans. Johnny Thunder. He does say he does say he has plans for the for the team. They will be showing up in Justice League 31. Wow, that's uh, a long time from now. <laughs> no, it's only a couple months. 
I thought, what issue? Isn't it like on issue like 20? It's like, I think I picked up like 26 or something like that. Wow, really? Holy yeah. shit. It's twice a month. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Oh, there it's, you go. It's one of the few twice a month books. That makes uh, sense. Right? Okay. Man, okay. So <laughs> I just recently put all my comic books together because I've had them split between different places. I'm six months I'm six months behind on all my comics. Wow. And Damn. Justice League is twice a month. I have a lot of Justice League to read. Oh, yeah. yes, That's you why, do. yeah, I've I've cut it down to just like, all right, I got Donnie Cates, <laughs> and then I got a couple of DC books, and I, I got a couple of Marvel books. It's Justice, Justice League and Immortal Hulk are the two books that I'm just like, well, got to read this. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Justice Society of America coming back. Um, this is where we talk about Doomsday Clock. Oh, you mean the book that was supposed to end like two years ago? So, yeah, seriously. So Scott Snyder had this to say about when asked about Justice Society uh, and how it ties into Doomsday Clock because the Dooms- because Doomsday Clock recently showed what happened to the Justice Society. Like, gave us a definitive answer what happened to those characters. It was that Dr. Manhattan has, had erased them. Yep. Um, so he said, I think that's similar with other... Oh, sorry, this is the wrong quote. I mean, Doomsday Clock really is its own wonderful, incredible story. Um, the kind of light connection between them is just that what Jeff, what Jeff and I talked about was because Doomsday Clock is kind of running at its own pace and in its own continuity. <laughs> what I didn't want to do is bring the JSA back before he had a chance to reintroduce them as a concept in issue 10. So it's so funny. They have re- they have just retconned Doomsday Clock to being an out of continuity story. Uh, but at the same time, but at the same it's time, explaining the universe. Yeah. So it's... So it's like it's the explanation for rebirth, but now it's out of continuity. Yeah, I mean, okay, I I understand that that's what he said, but I don't think that's the intent. I I can't imagine how somebody could could misinterpret themselves on this. But what I think he means is that. Can you read the quote again? Just the part around the word continuity. Um, da, 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 da. The kind of light connection between them is just that. What Jeff what Jeff and I talked about was because Doomsday Clock is kind of running at its own pace and its own kind of continuity. Okay. That's uh, uh, its so, own pace. Uh, what I think it means is the focus on its own pace and its own continuity is the sense that the continuity of everything that's happening in the comics right now is not happening around what's happening in Doomsday Clock because it hasn't caught up mm-hmm. because Doomsday Clock isn't finished. I don't think it necessarily means that it doesn't exist canonically to everything, but nothing else is connecting to it right now and can't We've moved until, past it's, it. until it's past. We've moved past it. Well, right. so what's interesting is that Bendis and King have both talked about how their stories tie into Doomsday Clock in, in a way. Um, but it, mildly, yeah. I f- but mildly, like yeah. what what happened to Wally West flies in the face of what Jeff Johns was trying to do with Wally and and Rebirth and all that sort of thing. Regardless of how you feel about about uh, Heroes in Crisis, like it or not, that what happened to Wally is the opposite of what Jeff Johns had intended. And I feel like it's because the series was late. If the series had ended on time, none of this would be happening. So here's so yeah because. Because Heroes in Crisis, what, Doomsday Clock and Heroes in Crisis are both big events. Yeah. But Doomsday Clock took such a long time. Like you said, yeah, Doomsday Clock was supposed to end, then Heroes in Crisis was supposed yes. to come out. And again, like whatever people, I don't know if they know what happens in Heroes in Crisis. I'm not going to spoil it, but Wally West is a very changed character, 100%. Um, maybe we would feel differently if Doomsday Clock was done. <laughs> Yeah, a li- even I, a little like, bit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because because of the fact that I feel like because Doomsday Clock has taken so long, the plan 
is no longer the plan. When Doomsday Clock started, like, Detective Comics and, and Batman were, like, dealing with stuff at the beginning about, like, oh, Batman might be, like, a vigilante again. Yeah. And people are turning on him. This was, like, almost two years ago now. And those storylines are done and passed. Well, and I it, think it feels just disconnected. Well, yeah. I think I think the thing that's going to happen is that Doomsday Clock will finally finish. And then a lot of these stories are going to start pivoting. Are they going to have to retroactively pivot to... They're going to have to. That sucks. No, but, I mean, that's the thing because... Yeah. This is rebirth. It is an important event. This is rebirth. Yeah. This is the thing. Is Doctor Manhattan? We can't just pretend that isn't part of the thing because that still is the truth of every other comic, regardless of how connected deeply they are to yeah. Doomsday Clock. Yeah. So once it's done, everything is going to have to pivot back in the direction of like, okay, here we are. Here's the thing. But anyway, not to delve. Doomsday Clock's going to finish in the in the future. 2020 <laughs> 2020 and there's only two and, issues left come on guys and we will, 2020 and we will talk about it yeah when that happens yeah we'll we'll talk about all of this and what this means for the future of the dc comics but just speaking on this quote specifically i don't think he means that doomsday clock is now an out of continuity story i think he just means that nothing can actually connect to it canonically right now because, because of how it's at running its pace. at yeah. its pace yeah and that's what i think he means i don't think he means that it's not canon it's just existing in its own timeline till everything else can actually address it and catch up. That's right. still bad, though. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. not great, but I don't think that they're saying this no longer exists in no, continuity yeah, yeah. because that would be detrimentally stupid. Yeah. Um, it's just really slap, messy, man. Until they slap a black label book on it and say, never mind. I still think he shouldn't have said a buzzword like continuity, yeah. Yeah. but I think that's what he means. I don't think he means Doomsday Clock is now not canon. Yeah. Because yeah. that'd just be like... What? <laughs> what? And just for for those of you listening, um, Doomsday Clock is really good. It is. No, it's a quality comic that's just taking way too long. Really? Yeah. Okay, because every time we've talked about Doomsday Clock since the announcement, and I want to say after issue three, I've been hearing nothing but negative stuff. Not about nah. the story, but I, I want. Maybe it's not about the story that's bad. Do you I, mean from us? I think or? from yeah, from you guys. No, just no, none of us have had bad. We complained about the about the delays. Every issue is great. Yeah. I just I don't want to wait just, four months for it. I think it's just, I think it's that. That's the reason yeah. why. Because yeah. you it's guys a, have been talking about. Oh great, Doomsday Clock's delayed again. Right. Oh great, it's delayed. Again. That doesn't well, impact that's, the that's quality. The that's not the that's not the quality of the comic though. Right. That's a complaint Which, about like the the release schedule. I, I apologize. I wasn't trying to challenge you on that Doomsday Clock is bad. I'm gonna fight you. No, I want to read Doomsday Clock. I told you I am very. Very much looking forward to Real owning good. the trade and having it next to Watchmen. I just don't. Oh, uh, by the way, they've just solicited the first six issues hardcover. So there you go. Hardcover six. Oh hell it's no! Like Seventy dollars. <laughs> oh hell no! Yeah. God. They call it Doomsday Clock Part One hardcover. And oh, like hell you guys, no you guys mother. suck. And it's just it's just Fry saying, "Give me, uh, take my money." I'm gonna cry. No, <laughs> I want twelve issues, all of it, and oh god, in a hardcover for a hundred dollars. Not a hardcover. Ben, Screw that noise. Then give it a few years. You can get you can get it. Yeah, yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. It. There'll be a complete hardcover, and uh, then it'll and resell. Then Doomsday like Clock 2 comes out. Because this is how the world works. Hey, how, do you, how do you think Three Jokers is coming along? I really uh, want to read it's that. It's coming who's along on its own pace. Question, yeah. who was writing Three Jokers? Johns and Faybox? Uh, Jason Faybox drew Jason drawing Faye. it, yeah. yeah. It's okay. still Jeff Johns, yeah. yeah. I, I remember seeing like an update about yeah, he it a little They're while still working on it, yeah. Something. No, yeah, I mean... It, who I knows? Read that. All right. All right. Oh, well. So I am I am really interested in doing a discussion about this when Doomsday Clock is over and what it means for the whole of DC Universe because I'm invested, but I feel like I can't be that invested till it's done. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Uh, speaking of Heroes in Crisis, we touched on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. There are two titles that are coming out from Heroes in Crisis, two miniseries that I'm interested in. Um, Sorry, real quick. You yeah. know what we should do? We should do a, like a Secret Empire style thing where we talk about all of Doomsday Clock and Heroes in Crisis in a go. 
mm. and what that means. I actually was going to ask you if you guys wanted to do a Heroes I of think, Crisis. Uh, I, I think we should discussion. we should pair them up. We should do a massive discussion like we did with Secret Empire. Yeah. Because so that, in 2022, that, that is like a pulse check on the DC Comics universe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a that's a good. Yeah. Who's got them all? I need to borrow those. Yeah. Have, yeah. No. Not a problem. Right. We'll we'll yeah. we'll get you. Sweet. Yeah. We'll get you hooked up. Yeah, um, got you. Thank I you. I like one of those stories. Yeah. Um. So Heroes of Crisis has a has a um. Had a major fallout. Um, Spoilers, I guess. No, it's not. It's not the, you said it. Wally's Wally's situation oh, is drastically different. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant a different character. Sorry. No, it's, okay. uh, Wally's situation is. We'll we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so, Flash Forward is a is going to be one of the six issue miniseries coming out of Heroes in Crisis. Um, art by Brett Booth. That's the good news. Hell yeah. Uh, writer Scott Liddell. That's the bad news. Oh no. Oh, he's coming back to DC. Well, he's been. He's, with, still, he's still writing. He's always been DC. Well, was he been writing for DC? I haven't Red heard of the Outlaws. He's, he's still, still writing. He also Red was writing oh, Superman sh- at a time and like Titans. No, no, like, I remember that was that was New Fifty Two. Oh, you're right. That was but he's been at DC for a while. I thought he after is, the Rebirth. No, you're right. He is currently writing Red Hood and the Outlaws for Rebirth. Okay, he has been since the start of Rebirth. I yeah. thought Red Hood. That's been his character for a long was time. Was that Red Hood yeah. and Arsenal for? Ten, he wrote five? that too. He's been like Damn, okay. the, gu- the Red Hood guy for a while, ten years, man. No, when New Fifty Two started, I loved his initial Red Hood run. I loved it. I bought all his all those issues. Honestly, the Rebirth stuff wasn't bad either. I just didn't have the the money and time to keep up with it. It wasn't bad. I looked at the first stuff. Red Hood has become one of my favorite DC characters, and now that and yeah, I kind of feel bad. Great and Justice too. No, I feel bad, and I haven't picked up those books. Damn. Okay, go on. So yeah, sorry. Continue. So this book is going to come out of Heroes in Crisis, a six-issue miniseries. I'm just read the solicitation. It's a little bit easier to tell about. It's what the book is about. Easier than for me to just tell it. Um, his name is Wally West, and he was the flash, the fastest man alive. Uh, that is until the multiverse was rewritten without him or his family in it. Wally returned and tried to make it ra- make ra- make it work, but the damage was done. Spinning out of the events of Heroes in Crisis, follow the man who called himself Flash on an adventure to find redemption in a cosmos that has fought so hard to destroy him. Really, September eighth, eighteenth. Uh, on on paper, that sounds excellent. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Especially if you know where the character went after Heroes in Crisis. See, optimistically, I really want to believe that you know we get a few years down the road and we'll be able to look at all these these temple pieces of Doomsday Clock, the Rebirth event, Heroes, uh, Heroes of Crisis, the button, yeah, and uh, this Wally event, and then whatever else is coming next, and be and be able to track the narrative of like, wow, look at this broad stroke that actually looks Absolutely. really good. Optimistically, if only, if only it was executed like flawlessly. Like man. seriously, like if you wanted to, if you wanted to tell me that from DC Universe uh, Rebirth to the button, to Heroes in Crisis, to this, to Doomsday Clock. That was one narrative, and it's good? Hell yeah, give yeah. me that. I, don't, I, I, would, I would forgive all of Heroes in Crisis if that were the case. Yeah. Um, and it's just so hard to say right now because there are still pieces that have to fill in these gaps. It's yeah. a weird place to be in. I don't think anything quite like this has happened in, in no, the I major comics so. before. I, I, where, I think it's been a while. Where we're kind of all sitting on our thumbs waiting for the, like all the event pieces to kind of yeah. fill themselves in. The, yeah. This is definitely, I think the biggest, but the closest thing I could think of is like when civil war was being delayed. So you got tie in stuff that was spoiling stuff in the regular book. Sure. And, sure. But that was 13 years ago. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. But it, no, that's that like, th- this is, this is kind of that yeah. in a, in a comparison. Oh, but secret but, wars, but uh, the reverse of it, but too. the reverse of it in a sense, because it feels like everything is so afraid to step into doomsday clocks way. They have to yeah. navigate around it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're not giving anything away about where the narrative is going, and they're not interfering with it. I just like, hope they it's don't. It's like pivot everything hard. is caught on anime filler right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's not bad anime oh, filler, man. but they're all waiting for like the Doomsday Clock, which is like the manga series, to get a little further yeah. so they could actually that's step so back into apt. continuity. That's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good point. Goodness. Um, 
Yeah, right now. I'm Where's my Goku s- driving a car? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm at the point where I feel like Heroes in Crisis should have been a series of one shots of characters dealing with with grief. Um, and I have some out of, out of character issues with the book as well. But you know, hey, if this if Doomsday Clock ends, hell yeah, give that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Spoilers? Um, no, not okay. really. Okay, cool. Um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. So if, again, if you read Doomsday Clock, you know that that at least one of those characters had a drastic change. Um, you mean Heroes in Crisis? Yes. Okay. What did I say? You said Doomsday Clock. Like Heroes in okay. Crisis. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if you read Heroes in Crisis, you know that one of those characters had a drastic change. Um, to their just entire being. <laughs> Spoilers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I don't think it says. It's just it's a fundamental is. change. Like, but it's go read, read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this one is written by Jody Hauser. Actually, yeah. the second book that's Jody Hauser has announced. She's all over the um, place, man. Yeah. Uh, art by on uh, on Adriana Adriana Mello. Um, Harley solicitation. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are taking their show on the road in this new miniseries. They'll have to evade villains and heroes alike uh, while they explore their relationship and unpack their time and experience at the sa- at Sanctuary. Yeah. Set after the events of Heroes in Crisis and smack in the middle of, Hero- of Year of the Villain, which is the current thing that's going on right now. Oh, God. Uh, it's a journey across the DC universe that will change their friendship forever if they live that long. That sounds great. Uh, out September 4th. So it doesn't say what happened to, Har- to Poison Ivy, but if you've, seen the tr- if you've seen the image, you know. I am... Uh if you know me, I really love it. <laughs> That's actually the one thing I do love. I think it's fantastic. From Heroes in Crisis. Oh, yeah. What, they ended up together? No, no, uh, no, no, it's no. Okay. something about Poison Ivy. However, okay. they could at the end of this miniseries. Yeah, they talk about their relationship. That's yeah. cool. I think there's, was there a book somewhere where Harley Quinn and Ivy were one of them kissed Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. I think it was. It was, like, it was like the traditional Harley yeah. Quinn book, I think. I th- uh, Har- they they, they uh, slept uh, together, but they couldn't show anything. Yeah. No, but it, not only that, but like, I think Poison Ivy leaves Cowards. and she like gives a... Uh, um, like Harley kissed on cheek before she leaves. Or so. I don't know. Yeah, that's the that's the um, Palmiotti. Yeah, run that of one, the Connor Palmiotti run, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, it's a little bit more tongue in cheek, but they wouldn't let them do anything with their le- with the. Le- I bet. Oh, well, it wasn't tongue in cheek because I couldn't show it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. You can it. leave now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the other thing, uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of writers, I'm not too fond of right now. Um, Tom Palmiotti? King. Mm-hmm. Tom King had, oh. had announced that the Phantasm will be making her long-awaited. Seriously, I've been wanting this for years. Long-awaited mainstream comic debut. Uh, and this is the character that debuted in the Batman animated series. Yes. So Mask of the Phantom. Mask of the Phantom. Yes. This is, man, love yes. triangle, crazy bullshit's about to happen. A, a, a romance from the past coming to mess with that. Last time. Oh, I have man. Wanted, oh. I, have, I have been saying for years, how did Harley Quinn, Mercy Graves, all make it to the make it to comics from the but animated series, not but never the, the Phantasm. Phantasm? I'll tell you and why. And arguably... Sorry, Sparks. I need to throw my two cents in this. And arguably, the Phantasm is the best villain. And arguably, the, I will die on this hill. The best Batman animated movie ever made. I will die on this hill. How many others I will are there? Say that. I'll die on the hill as the best Batman movie. Yeah, I'll die on that hill too. Nah. Batman Mask of the Phantasm is amazing. That villain is awesome. She is that great. character is great. Andrea Beaumont is awesome. Spoilers, and, and, I guess. <laughs> and then nothing. Everything, everything that Ben is saying is exactly why I think Phantasm has never been brought to the comics right now. Uh. Because the hype train on that is too high, mm-hmm. and I hope that Tom King can deliver. Me too. I, because I, I, I have faith in him as a writer. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the reason. It's because that is a massive get. This makes me yeah. wonder if, if all of this is like was part of his hundred issue plan was bringing her in at the very end. Too. Oh, it. If it, he's talking, it would he make talking a about lot like of changing sense. things, making things crazy for Batman. I'm like, how do you make things if, crazy for knowing, Batman? Knowing that Phantasm is coming in and looking back at everything that happened with Batman and Catwoman, it's like, oh, he, I think he was. Hell yeah, dude. I think he was aware. What a gag. I think this has been all place setting in a sense 
to make this so that this would work. No, yeah. that cover for uh, I assume Batman Catwoman number one, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm buying or at two least promotional issues. Yikes! I, no. That's so good. I'm buying two copies of that. One to read. Looks like the, the DVD other, cover. No, the uh, one to read. One I'm sealing and I'm putting <laughs> up on my wall. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, great. I'm gonna be honest. I was in such disbelief that they would do Phantasm when I first glanced at the image. My immediate thought, again, first glance, was just I was like, why is Taskmaster? Because <laughs> I'm like, they wouldn't be, yeah. bring Phantasm, and I had to like look at it and go, oh. Oh, they're yeah. going. Yeah, so there. this is so this is. Um, I I think it has something to do with the fact that he's been given more freedom with Batman Catwoman than he than he had on the the Batman ongoing series. Like he's talked about it before. Like he has a lot more freedom to do a twelve issue miniseries than he did with an ongoing series mm-hmm. that was twice a month. Um, and he he's able to bring in this this character, and because of that, and I, we talked about it before, Ryan. Um, because of the fact that he's bringing in the Phantasm, I've decided to try again. To read his run and see if there, see if I missed something. Uh, maybe I can get through it um, uh, for the first time. Find that missing piece that I that I want that I want from Batman. It's a great puzzle. Um, so, yeah, it's so cool that the Phantasm is coming in. But um, for those of you that, though, this is what I was been kind of stalling to tr- to my thought. Um, for those of you who care, th- there were some comics with the Phantasm before uh, she existed in the Batman uh, Adventures comic book series. But it was in the animated one. It was based B- off the based anim- on the animated series, and then she. Made the jump to Batman Beyond mm-hmm. uh, Unlimited. I she was also based off the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. She was there for two issues, but she's the reason why Bruce Wayne and Terry McGinnis she, split. She's never made it to main comic. Yeah, continuity. yeah. So this is yeah. the first she time we'll be seeing her. She, uh, Andrea Beaumont, who spoilers is the Phantasm. If you haven't seen the Phantasm, you guys watch that movie. For oh real. God, watch that movie. The movie's so good. It is a movie is now on Blu-ray. You have no excuse not Ooh. to see the movie. I need to buy that on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I have two copies. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. But Andrea, but yeah, like Brandon said, Harley Quinn creating the animated series, jump to the books. Uh, Mercy, Mercy Graves. Mercy Graves. I never knew that she was never in the books before until yeah, you just she said she was created for the for the um, for the, for for the, the TV animated show. series. Yeah, Super so fun. we already have um, one of the most I, I would say one of the most iconic female characters from comics right now came from a television show. Why not one of the best, arguably one of the best villains? Even though she was only in one film up to this point, I am so happy to see her in mainstream books. I cannot wait to see what tom king is gonna do with her this is this is broly all over again yeah oh this is, shit this is, is nice oh bring bring that beloved character and make it work yeah in yeah. main continuity hope hope so i yeah. hope so and like and like regardless of like what people think about like the batman uh, uh comic like the story itself of batman catwoman and then of romance from the past who is also a phantasm yeah like oh my god it's gonna be like that animated movie but like like modern and crazy and, right. and like this is I'm so excited and Batman the Cat I'm, s- I'm and so the, excited and not only that Bat- Andrea was the person who Batman or who Bruce was like I'm willing to not be Batman to be with Andrea it, exactly because that's, the, that's thing. the thing Batman was gonna do for Catwoman and then she left him with yeah. the scene at, at the scene at the, gra- at the gravestone I oh, never dude. counted on being happy yeah yeah right so powerful yeah no, guys like, watch that movie now guys, that I'm a, that movie. No, now that I'm an adult and I can understand the themes of the film better, that film is a freaking masterpiece. Yeah, this is really exciting. Yeah, that movie's great. It's super cool. Yeah. We'll um, talk about this in the future. Too. We will. How, now let's go to the thing that I'm the most excited about. Mm. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm sorry. I thought you went because when you sent me that photo for Phantasm, that's what, that was my excitement level 10 I can't to 11. be as excited for it because I'm not crazy about Tom King's, Tom King's run. True. I haven't read Tom King yet. However. Or, or I have read Tom King's Batman run. So I However, this is something I've wanted for a long time now. 
Um, so for a while, Stepan Cedric, uh, oh, a, a writer-artist writer that we, we've talked about on the show before. We had a couple of his books on the book club. Um, he has been teasing that he was doing a black label book. Um, this was coming off of Just the Odyssey, uh, Aquaman. Like, I love this guy's art. I was super excited for whatever this book could be, and they finally announced it. A week after they announced a book that sounds strikingly similar, um, this is called Harleen. Uh, and it's going to be an exploratory uh, look at Harley Quinn and the relationship with the Joker. Uh, he's been doing a, he was doing like uh, practice strips with this for a long time. We were looking at these. I have a couple of the pages saved on my computer. They were in grayscale. They were gorgeous. This one will be in color. I've seen some of the pages already on Newsarama. Um, they were in grayscale initially, and he gets Harley Quinn. Like he, like I, I've always said that there are there are maybe four writers, there were three writers before this that I said got Harley Quinn. It was Paul Dini, it was Tom King, it was Tom Taylor. Like those three. Oh, Tom Taylor, hell yeah. yeah oh yeah. Those three got Harley Quinn hardcore. Now I I would like to add Stepan Sajic to that list. Yo, side note, Tom Taylor, uh, what his Injustice run, I, because I always saw Harley Quinn as kind of like that. Yeah, it's Harley Quinn character. Now it's like no Harley Quinn's. She's got Tom Taylor. She's got some like presence. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. There, Tom, I care. I give a whole lot about the Harley rumor Quinn. is Tom Taylor might be taking over Batman. Hell yeah. That would be Ooh. phenomenal. That dude's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so he, hope, so he, that. so he, so yeah, like I said, Paul Dini, the creator of Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. uh, Tom Taylor, Tom King, now step on Cedric. Yeah. Uh, step on had this to say about the book. Uh, Harleen is a story of flaw of a flawed person who meant well, a doctor who fell in love with her patient. Uh, it is a story of her road to hell paved with good intentions and a smile that cost her her soul. More than anything, it is a tale about good people falling, falling in love, falling from grace, and falling apart. Um, there are pages of this of this grayscale book that he was doing these test things. I hope they make it into the book of her with Poison Ivy having been beaten by the Joker, uh, and Poison Ivy's like, "You can't like acting like the best friend of, of an abuse victim. Like you can't be with him anymore." But he, but Harley, like, but he still loves me. Yeah, and they share a kiss. Like their first. This could be their first. Uh, like this black label you said right yeah, yeah black yeah, label okay, yeah. this right. be the first time they kiss yeah so this is uh, it is funny that there are two black label books almost about the same thing but it looks like this one is just going to focus like straight up on harley while the other one is going to be like a dual story between also, joker and harley i said before when that one was announced the joker harley one uh i would have preferred this one yeah and i'm still i'm getting this yeah. one and again like no offense to the other one but like yeah this is like uh especially because he's doing the art like he's doing yeah. everything like yeah he's like he, honestly he's like dc's uh actually t when i talk about sean murphy does do dc books he did batman white yes, knight he does. uh but like it's really cool that dc's allowing them it's like yeah write and draw your own mature book just do what you want like yeah. i really wish That's what, i want marvel the, to do more of that that was the pro the promise of black label yeah unconstrained work yeah. And now we're we're getting. I feel like we're finally getting to a stride where we're seeing the promise of the black label. Yeah, yeah. Um, we weren't we weren't quite seeing it before, but now we're starting to see it. Um, I'm excited for the future of this. Of it kind of just means rated our Elseworlds. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, which is yeah. cool with me. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But um, just hearing, or because I saw some of um, I follow Cedric on Twitter, obviously, and same. he he posts a bunch of stuff, and I look at uh, like one of the things. Uh, one His of the, Justice League Odyssey pages that didn't make it in. Heartbreaking, yeah, man. But I think there's a scene. I don't know if this is from Harleen or if it's from another, just a test fun. Is it grayscale with Harley Quinn and Joker? No, it's um her talking to Batman about it's hard to um help. It's hard to help 
re, uh, rehabilitate when you keep breaking their bones, Batman. Uh, that's Harleen. Yeah, that's from Harleen. Yeah, yeah, just reading there's that. A lot, there's a lot better pages. There's a lot more pages that are, I think, better than, than that sort of thing. That, that one's good, but there's stuff with him, with her and Hugo Strange, and Hugo Strange is starting to see her crack. Ooh. Like she's like Hugo Strange is like you're falling for him. Um, there's some good stuff there. I'm super excited about this book. It's gonna be yeah. a three issue miniseries that's gonna come out monthly, but it's prestige format, so probably looking at like seven ninety nine. Yeah, double double size issues probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but monthly, so in three months it's done. Uh, it was solicited in this in this month's previews, so it is coming out soon. Uh, but I have the I have the um, I have the solicitation. If you guys want to read it, read you it. Want me to read it? Um, Dr. Harleen Quinzel has discovered a revolutionary cure for the madness of Gotham City. She just needs to prove it actually works. Through her studies of the criminals and sociopaths that pass through the, the pass through the halls of, Go- of Arkham Asylum and the GCPD, Harleen is seeking to end the, gro- the growing apathy among the citizens of Gotham. But with, this, with the criminal justice and mental health establishments united against her, uh, the brilliant young psychologist must take drastic measures to save Gotham from itself. Following an attack on the city of the villain uh, by the villainous Joker, Harleen will come face to face with one of the many criminals she hopes to, to heal. Uh, but she will soon find herself drawn into the madness and insanity that plagues him. Witness Harleen's first steps on a doomed quest that will launch the, le- the legendary supervillain Harley Quinn in the stunning reimagining of, Ho- of Harley and the Joker's twisted and tragic love affair. Mm, okay. Mm. That's um, starting to sound a little more like that other book now. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, like I said, I said before, the last one f- sounds a little bit more like it's an updated Mad Love, whereas this one sounds a little bit more of a, it, it has a different flair. Yeah, and Stepan has a different kind of like a reimagining. Yeah. yeah, like this one has Stepan has a tone and a voice that is unique to him. Yeah, um, and that I've not seen in any in any other writer. So I'm I'm really excited for this. I'm Hell like yeah. su- I'm like madly excited. I'm for just this. I I you know I love big two Marvel DC comics and I really like when they experiment. So like I'm really glad DC is going for this. This they they keep releasing new books and keep talking about new black label books. I'm like, come on Marvel, give me some Marvel Knights. What are yeah. you doing? Bring back doing? Marvel Knights. Marvel. They did bring it back with Donny Cates, but it's like where what what did they? Oh, get? That was the six issue twentieth twentieth anniversary. But like, don't tease me. Yeah, I know. Come yeah. back. It's a good book by the way. Babe, I picked it babe, up. Come back. Um, speaking of Marvel, hey. Um. Uh, Sparks, did you have anything you want to say about Stepan? No, I, I, uh, Harley, Harley Quinn is not somebody I'm drawn to to read very often in comics. Uh, this sounds appealing, but, you know, I'll probably defer to you on if it's something I should actually dive into. Sure. It, she's just not, not normally my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. I, part of it is, it, part of it is a constant overuse. Yeah, the only to on that point, the only thing I've not liked of Harley Quinn is the Palmiotti Connor the New stuff? run. I don't like the New 52 or the Rebirth stuff. She, we've but said her, it before, her, but she became like a Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Her early 2000 comic run is incredible. Uh, Injustice, incredible. Yeah. Uh, Tom King, I really like her in Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. One of the few positives I She has written crazy written well. Very yeah. well in that yeah. book. I think Tom King really gets that character. Mm-hmm. Um so like seeing something a more dark with Harley Quinn, less Looney Tune, yeah, yeah. more Harley Quinn. I'm into that. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. I am too. Uh, so Marvel Comics um, has announced a bunch of things, but you know, let's not all. It's really that good, or that we're really excited for. However, King Thor, yeah, um, is a four issue miniseries that right. will cap off the King Thor run of well, the King Thor stuff of Jason Aaron's run, um, which is fine. That's cool. I'm yeah, into it. because he's starting the end of his Thor run yeah. uh, soon after War of the Realm. It's going to do like a like a ten issue end. I think was what he said. Oh, I don't remember. Well, he's uh, yeah. he's starting he's starting the end. 
We're in the end game now. We are in the end game now. Um, but King Thor will be a four-issue miniseries written by Jason Aaron with art by Asad Ribic. Hell yeah, baby. Um, uh, the, do you want me to read the solicitation? Yeah. So the solicitation says, The creators of the legendary Thor God of Thunder series that kicked off one of the most epic runs in Marvel history are back together for one last ride <laughs> with the almighty Lord of Asgard. Seven years ago, Jason and Asad <laughs> introduced the Thor, the Thor of the far future, all father of a broken realm and a dying universe, cool as shit. he stood in battle against the Butcher of Gods, wielder of, the all, of all black, the Necrosword. Yeah. Now that nefarious blade has returned in the hands of Thor's all-time greatest enemy, his brother, Loki. Mm-hmm. For one final ca- uh, cataclysmic showdown, behold the book no comics fan should miss, the celebration of the end of a truly marvelous run. Uh, War of the Realms <coughs> is six issues. Oh, is it? Because I have issue five, and I just looked it up, and no, there's one his, more issue. His, but his end. Oh, yeah. His, I think I think he said that the Thor will end in ten more issues. Oh, sorry. I, I, yeah, I thought you... Oh, yeah. Uh, After War Regular the Thor, the regular comic Thor. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I think that's what he said. I yeah, yeah. could be wrong. No, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Um, I, Again, like, I don't... It's funny, because he was like, I'm not going to... This is my last Thor number one. I'm jumping off soon. Here's a number one miniseries. I'm like... Sure. Because we also just had Unworthy Thor last year. I was like, that's yeah. another four-issue miniseries. That was cool not necessary mm-hmm. so i'm just like hey hey jason do you want to write one more multi-million dollar selling book I'm like why not sure also it's a cool story because like what's happening right now in thor is like yo man he was fighting like galactus and wolverine was the phoenix force in space and it's like dr doom's got again and like all this crazy shit so i'm like i'll take 10 more issues of thor please yeah so please. King, king thor is an interesting book i've i just started reading uh, going back and reading the, yeah. the Thor run. Um, it's really impressive. Like in 2011, like when his Thor got a Thunder stuff, like that stuff from the beginning had young Thor, our, our Thor, and old Thor. And the fact that he's going full circle, like it's, man, it's it's chef kiss. It's chef kiss. Bringing, <laughs> bringing back the Necro Sword, yeah. which we know now to be Null's weapon. Man, I, that's one thing. I love you, Marvel. <laughs> Working it all together, baby. Silver Surfer Black I just picked up. I said I wasn't going to, but I was like, nah, I gotta. Man, I saw some of the interior art in Trad Moore. I'm like, holy shit, I need this book. There was a crotch shot I did not need in that mm, book, though. Silver Surfer crotch. Um, I did not need to see the Silver Surfer's crotch. The cosmic crotch. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I guess, uh, Strike Force, which is Marvel, which we don't really know a whole lot about. They just released a bunch of teasers. Like, look, Blade's in a, an event. Like, why are we focusing on Blade? And then Wiccan. I thought, I thought for sure it was going to be the next Avengers event. Um, I, it's, it's still weird. Because Blade even, is in the Avengers. No, yeah. Um, apparently also, but the next Avengers event is about Blade, but that's a separate thing than this. Yeah. So what this is, um, they're focusing hard on Blade. This is I wonder Sh- why. Strike Force. Oh. I wonder why. Uh, they're, fo- they're focusing, um, so this is Strike Force. Uh, we'll see Angela, um, Thor's sister. Thor's sister from, uh, uh the Spawn universe. Yeah. Uh, Blade, Winter Soldier, Spectrum, uh, which is, um. Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, Hellstrom, who's getting his own Hulu TV show, Wiccan, Wiccan, who's a young Avenger, and uh, it's, it's gonna be spinning out of uh, War of the Realms. Yeah, the art is uh, the art will be handled by uh, German Peralta. It's a good name, and uh, the writing is Teeny Howard. And yep. that's really all we know outside of Spider Woman is also in the is on the is in the team. That's a that's a weird choice. It's cool. Yeah, though. it's a really weird team, and like we have to finish War of the Realms to figure out why this team is the way it is. But it's a lot of weird supernatural characters, but also Spider Woman. <laughs> Yeah, I don't... It's weird. I don't get it. I don't get it either. And I wish they would reveal more instead of just, here's the team. But, yeah. like, listen, Blade is, like, really, really prominent in the Marvel Universe, and I don't think that's on on accident. So, like, I wouldn't expect in the next year or so we get some type of weird announcement about live-action Blade something. Let's bring Wesley Snatch back. I'm, dude, everybody wants it, including him, because he's Yo, poor. <laughs> remember a little while ago... Uh, Ryan, I'm sure you'll remember this, but I don't know if you guys will remember, but they had a, a, a Blade's daughter... Yep. series yes, announced. I do. 
that and they, they canceled it. That they canceled the yeah. pr- post mortem before yeah. it even showed up. It was it gonna was... be Old Man Blade and his daughter, and I'm like, yeah. that's my shit. But they they decided not to go forward with it. But they never said why. It just didn't show up. It just yeah, it just got canceled. It was told from both like the second time they called it Marvel now, and then they just never brought it back. Yeah, I remember we talked about this like a year ago or something. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah man, it's a shame. But Blade's back, baby. I would have loved to have seen that book, by the way. Yeah, and that's what I want. If you ever bring back Blade, that's what I want. Just bring to do. back Wesley Snipes. Bring back Wesley Snipes. Dude, he 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 tweets about it so much. You guys, he loves that character. Old, Old Man, Man Blade. Blade. Old Man Blade. Don't even joke. With his daughter. It. I'm down for that. Bladeette. <clears throat> Don't call it Bladeette. Okay. <laughs> he did his time. He did. He um, Yeah, he did. He sure did, tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So trailers. Oh. Oh. We're almost out, guys. Oh. No, we're not. It's getting it's getting me making me sleepy. Frozen 2. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's not, not a good transition, I thought do it was going to be. Do you want me to start? No, no, no. It's too late. Talk about Frozen 2. Okay. <laughs> Wait, we'll do that again. Doctor Sleep. <laughs> Man, I'm getting chilly. <laughs> Jeez. Frozen 2. This uh, looks awesome. This looks really great. This, this is like, it's called Frozen, but it's not a lot of ice. So it's weird. Super weird if you went to D23 two years ago. <laughs> yeah, can you yeah. just give us a quick anecdote about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, two years ago at D23, they had nothing to show for Frozen 2 except for the animators all traveling around looking at a whole bunch of glaciers and saying, Elsa would be proud, and they were getting inspiration for ice. And now the trailers are out, and it's like, guess what? Not a lot of ice guess in what? this movie. Lots of forests <laughs> and shit. I, I, I thought it was funny. It's just like, they're like, wow, this is, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's go home. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> guys, this is kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, this I was getting major... Final Fantasy Quest vibes from this trailer. Yo, I love the yeah. music in this yeah, trailer. This it's the same music in the first trailer. Yeah, but it's I, a, I it's love a it. uh, it's a like choir piece of the uh, uh, Frozen Heart opening from the first film. Wow, I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it so much. It gets me so pumped. I'm it's... I'm really glad because like uh, I, uh, Frozen's a fine movie. One of the most maybe like oversatur- oversaturated, overpopulated, like Hashtag over- overrated. Tangle is very much a better movie, yes. But um, I feel like they said like we didn't want to make a. Se- it's like the most. It, it, it's super successful. So like we don't want to make a sequel unless we have an actual vision. And I actually believe they have a vision for this movie. And like I'm like uh, this looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, there's no, I, there's no. That's no Blizzard. I, that's I my hope, sister. I hope they found a vision. Yeah, because I do not believe they had a vision. Oh, no, they said yes. Wait, we're gonna make Frozen two. Yeah. Found a vision, the new Disney Plus show. Oh, that's WandaVision. WandaVision. Vision. Uh, Olaf Vision. Want a vision? Um, Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, r- go way back, Frozen two was announced for a sequel. A long time ago. Yeah. Before Ralph breaks the internet. That's yes. true. Oh, it's true. And, and Ralph yet came out Ralph first. came out last year. Yeah. And I like that movie. No, yeah, yeah. I did too. Uh, but, but it felt like Ralph had, knew what it wanted to be from the get-go, whereas Frozen was yeah, like... Yeah, when they decided to make it, they were like, we had an idea. Yeah. But Frozen 2 definitely felt like a, we just want people to know we're going to do it. It just it took a while to get here. But it took a lot to get here. Yeah. And yeah. I think it looks um, really cool, and they're adding I'm, so much new mythology and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to dislike it. Yeah. I really don't, because I, I'm tired of not being a... It's not even that I'm not a fan of Frozen... I'm like fine with it. Yeah, it's that I have to. I have to just. I'm surrounded by people in my life who just are obsessed with it. Yeah, it, like just. I think it's like one of the best Disney films ever made. And I'm like, it's just. It's just really not, guys. It's just really. It's deeply flawed. Hey, it's it's a good movie. It is. But a, there are so many better Pixar. The animation's incredible. All this, all the, yeah. the songs are good. Yes, I, I agree. A, but I have a synopsis. Cool. Yeah. Um, Will it tell us anything? Yeah, probably not. Nope. So the so the synopsis reads: Why was Elsa born with that, with magical powers? The answer is is calling her and threatening her kingdom. Together with Anna, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven, 
She'll set out on a dangerous but remarkable journey. In Frozen, Elsa feared her powers were too much for the world. In Frozen 2, she must hope they are enough. Okay. I will say that this does seem that it's 100% going away from the Snow Queen fairy tale. Yes. Which is fine, uh, because really you should have done that I mean, properly it, with the first film. They did it so well in Once Upon a Time. They really did that as a plot idea that was a good idea. <laughs> no, really. As yeah. a plot idea, it was a good idea, and that meant that the sequel couldn't do it. So... Uh, but as a person who really likes that fairy tale, I'm like, okay, kind of sad that we're just Ryan, we're just going to step 100% away from you, it. Do you know what happened when Frozen showed up in Once Upon a Time? Uh, we talked about it on this podcast once before vaguely. about Frozen 2. So basically, the basic version is just you find out that Elsa's aunt, Elsa Nana's aunt is the Snow Queen, the villainous Snow Queen from the fairy tale. And that's why the parents were so afraid when Elsa started having her powers. It makes all of that make a lot of sense. Oh, they were scared she was going to be a Daenerys. They were, yeah. Yes, exactly. They were afraid mm. she was going to be just like her aunt that. and everything. Mm. Uh, but that's not what's going to happen here, yeah. probably. Um, She's going to meet the, the Autumn Queen. It's it, it's definitely going in an interesting direction. That's just like giant be trolls? I, like... Won't, I won't lie. I am just a little sad that we're we're stepping really far away from the Snow Queen thing, but hey, uh, spiritual water horse, I'm into. Yeah, uh, This Besides, movie looks like it's more of a grand adventure than just a simple Disney princess movie. Yeah. Or yeah, and that's Dis- why I'm Or a Disney royalty movie. Because, yeah, we said before, I'll say it again, Frozen, it's fine, it's good, it's not god-awful, better movies. Um, but just see, the, the music from this trailer and just the imagery itself, like Anna hiding from a giant troll, um, I, could, I could tell one of the things was like her just like, like literally freezing, no pun intended. Those ice particles in the air and everything just stops. It's like she's that mad is, powerful. That is cool. Omega level mutant. That is really legit. I want to see more of this. I want to see them go on this mystic quest. I want to see them fight monsters. This is gonna be great. They're gonna go to a lava place. There's prob- and she's not gonna be able to use her powers. It's gonna be really I, dramatic. There's probably good. I mean, yeah. There's probably gonna be some musical numbers in there. They're they're oh, there will there will one hundred percent. There has to be. But this, I'm on board for this. I have a very low bar set for this movie, which is have a consistent and clear theme for your film and execute that because the first one couldn't. So if this one can do it, great. The wicked. That's, that's my low bar. Clear that bar. I'm happy. The first one was rewritten. Adele Dazeem. They they rewrote the whole first half. We could do a whole dissection on what went wrong with Frozen. Um, All right. So move on. Uh, Love and Tasha. Uh-huh. Which is the uh, Anton Yelchin I'm ready to bio. go to the theater and cry for uh, an hour documentary. And a half. It's documentary. Yeah. I I don't generally go see sad documentaries in theaters. Uh but I definitely do really want to see this. Anton, if it's on VOD, I'll watch it but like I, I don't want to go cry in a theater. I, Anton Yelchin is uh, Anton Yelchin's death is one of the most tragic events in our life. 100%. It's so crazy in, like, in, in the film industry yeah. it is. Uh because it's such a weird It was a freak tragic accident. Tragic freak accident. Uh, and it's super sad from an actor um, who had so much more. Yeah, and and, and ha- already did so much. Yeah. He did Star Trek um, at nineteen. Yeah, like that's this, ridiculous. Uh, he, I never really had the opportunity to talk about him much on the podcast, um, but he was always like one of my go tos for a lot of roles that I think went to lesser actors. Uh, some some in particular that I could name are like I like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I think he would have gotten the character from the books a lot better than Michael Sarah. I didn't did. even know he was oh. up for that. He wasn't. Oh, I'm oh, saying oh, that that's, oh, okay. that that if you wanted to go for the Michael Sarah person, mm. I would have gone with him. If you wanted to go with the Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor, I would have picked Anton. 
personally. Oh, yeah. It's going in that same vein, but like a much more talented, diverse. Actor. I don't even think he could have saved that. He's no, but he's that he's that guy who can do so much more. Yeah, and it, I'm glad that there is something like this, especially because it it's, it seems so much created out of things he himself recorded he's a super that's very yeah, unique a super creative like that's always had a camera on that's yeah. going to be really unique um i'm glad this is going to exist yeah i'm glad it's too. being made yeah me man too. Yeah. Uh, i'm super happy to see this happen i he, yeah he his death impacted me in a way that you know it was the one two punts robin williams was the year before and right then anton yelchin and like that was that was rough brutal yeah that was really brutal, and it was hard. It was hard for me because and he he's was, our age. He's like literally our yeah. age. Yeah, and, and I, 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 yeah. I've loved so much of his movies. I rewatched Charlie Bartlett all the time. I, like I think Charlie Bartlett, excellent. Uh, the, I think he's great. As even Jack Robert Downey Jr. is in that, right? Yep. Even yeah. in his, even in his lesser films, he brings his A game. What was that film we saw? Life After Bath? No, that's the Dandy Han one. Life After Death. Uh, Barrier uh, X. Barrier, Barrier X. X. That's a good one. That's that was a fun, fun yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, like even in in like his lesser like straight films, to DVD movies, like that, he that's brings still good. he brings everything and he's I will, got. I will hold one of the best remakes ever is Fright Night. Yeah, yes. And I think a lot of it, and I think part yeah, of it really is, is him. Yeah, um, yeah. I I love him. I'm so uh, his presence in the film industry is sorely missed. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, and you can tell from all the people that they have showing up and talking about him, people who only worked with him in some cases on a single film. Yeah, like and they. They f- connected with him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah man. Um, all right, then let's move on to uh, Ben's most anticipated Doctor Sleep. Hell yeah, let's get sleepy, Ben. So Doctor Sleep is the is the sequel, is the adaptation to the sequel to The Shining. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a whole lot I of just, weirdness. I just thought of the right name for I, like talking with Stephen King was yeah. good, but for Ben's series, it should be King Me with Ben Magnus. Oh Hell my yeah. god, King Me, that's great. Hell yeah. <laughs> Guys, look for King Me coming soon. Oh, that's <laughs> so amazing. Okay, so Doctor Sleep. <laughs> so Doctor Sleep. This is um, this is the adaptation of the sequel to The Shining, um, written by Stephen King. Uh, Ian McGregor plays Danny. Now Danny all Torrance. Up. Yeah, that little guy's uh, all traumatized. <laughs> and he has The Shining and is being chased by the whoever the hell Jack Earl Haley played in Dark, in Dark Tower. <sighs> One of those species. I'm fairly know. certain. I don't even know, man. They yeah so the Shining is like a is like a spiritual or power. Those werewolves, man. Dark Tower is a weird movie. The, the Shine. Yeah, the shine. It's like yeah. it's like a, a mutant power or whatever. It's like call um, it. telekinesis. No, um, it's the exact same. It's it's a it's a a, a gift. Yeah. yeah, it's just a gift. It's yeah. the exact same thing Carrie had. Yeah. Yes. In Carrie. Um, but yeah, there's these people like uh like they're technically like vampires, like they're shine vampires. Uh, they're out to steal people's shine, get the powers from them, and uh, Danny's like, no sir, not if Doctor sleeps around. That's all. <laughs> it's it's, it's driven by Mike Flanagan who did House of uh, Honey of Hill House and Gerald's Game and yeah, like so I trust it looks gonna be great. awesome. None Visually, of, it, none of great. us have read doc- the book Doctor Sleep. Nope, um, no, not yet. It is, however, I have read The Shining. It is, however, invoking a lot of the imagery from the Kubrick Shining film. Yeah, very much. It's, and it's, even the musical cues. It's which super. I was interesting. It's a super weird product because it's like. Like we briefly talked about, like Stephen King doesn't like the Shining movie, but over time he's grown to appreciate it more. So like when he wrote Doctor Sleep, his is shit. Mm. His miniseries is terrible. No, no, it is. It is. I think definitely after he's like, oh, I'm not that good of a director. Uh, but like he's slowly grown to appreciate it more. And like when he wrote Doctor Sleep, he he allowed some of the imagery to s- sneak in. Uh, not a lot because it's still his own thing. But like yeah. now we have the sequel to a movie that's referencing the book, but also the movie. It's a it's a weird. Product. Well, because it's it's and he did write 
a book, which is Doctor Sleep. Yeah. And so it is adapting out of that, which was a sequel to his book, The Shining. It's, it's super weird. It's, yeah. it's cool, it's, though. It's, it's, it's weird. It yeah. is weird. And I, I'm hopeful, like, I gotta read Doctor Sleep. Still. I might read it. But uh, if it's I, not I read The pages. Shining, and personally, like, I like The Shining film. Yeah. I prefer the book. I think the book captures a sense of... Um, of thematic storytelling that the film just couldn't. Kubrick, and, is, and Kubrick there's certain, has not shied away from the fact that he changed a lot for that movie. Yeah, and yeah. the and the the sense of the sense of isolated fear because it's a book is obviously stronger. But there are certain things I think the film could have done to nail that. There is one scene in particular that gives me chills that they just it and it wasn't something they needed like major effects or anything for. It's just a moment, and I think just there was a way to have incorporated into the film and shying away from that was a not shining away from it mm, it, it, it just disappointed so i'm i'm hoping that this can capture some I, again i need to read dr sleep but i'm hoping this captures some of what made the shining book so good to me in adapting this if they're going to do do this one of the things that it does talk about is that one of the um the old lady zombie thing in the shining was one of these shine vampires uh, at least the implication is in the trailer um, that Danny ran into because you see in the, you see the scene that Danny's like I ran into one and it's showing the scene from The Shining where the where the old, where the where the weird zombie lady like opens the curtain the and looks lady. at her. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. That could be something. Um, you're I'm, looking sh- at I'm trying to movie. see if it's rated R. Wait, or you're not. saying like the lady in the tub is a Shine vampire? That's what the implication that the trailer gives. I but think that's Danny, all psychological. But Danny doesn't isn't the one who sees who. But we see him. We see him ru- drive. We see him drive by that door. No, and I know. But I'm, I'm saying in the original film, yeah. it's Jack. Torrance it's Jack see. Torrance, his dad, who yeah. encounters her. But who's to say he didn't run into it before? She's or also after. just. She's also a. Uh, I think that they are functional beings. She's a spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're the same thing. Well, either way, either way, the trailer makes it seem like they are. Um, and I don't, that could just be trailer trickery. I think it might be trickery. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, I think that's just trailer misdirection and not, so, not what's actually up. So Ben, as a resident Ki- Stephen King expert. King me, please. What do you, what do you got for this one? Does it look good? You like it? I mean, it looks good. I don't Does know. Is Dr. Sleep your favorite book? Ben, we're three years in. This is never going to end. No. No, it's not. Hey, man, we all got inside jokes. Just accept it, dude. Yeah. Doctor Sleep is your favorite book, right? No. No, it's Tommy Knockers. No, it's not. No, it's definitely not. It's How not. would you know? It's the only one I... Because I have... A, I haven't finished Tommy Knockers. B, I heard it wasn't very good. And C, I didn't even... I only went... I, got, I didn't even get 50 pages into that Are game you more book. of a fan of Tommy Knocker or Angela Knockers? Who the hell cares? <laughs> That's enough. Don't. Don't no? don't mess with him. We're already, we're already in one bit. We don't cool. need to go to a different... Uh, Sorry. The trailer looks good. I mean... Thankfully, I have Red seen Rome. the film The Shining thanks to Ryan and Sparks over here. Um, it looks it lo- looks good. I love you and McGregor, so I know he's gonna do a good job in it. Like and visually, like it reminds me a lot of Haunting of Hill House, and that show looked great and had a great yeah. atmosphere. I mean, um, and like it looks translate directly to film. You think there's gonna be a ghost in every scene? I'm really glad that there's an actor at the center of this who I feel can carry the role really, really yes, well. Yeah. Same. Um, that's awesome. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Doctor Sleep kind of reminds. Just the name Doctor Sleep reminds me of Doctor No. Do you think for a bit? this is supernatural, Ro- Christopher Robin? <laughs> Do you think for this movie that um, Jack Torrance is still frozen there? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, and is I it Jack Nicholson? See, I, I haven't read Doctor Sleep, but I know they don't like it. Doesn't super reference the movie, which is the only thing I know about The Shining. So I'm a mixed mind of how much I want them to directly reference The Shining. Me too. So like I. Yeah, I mean, if I see like a zombie Jack Nicholson, already, already some of the visual references are like a little more than I want. Yeah, but I understand that it's him it's looking not for, through the whole. It's not really 
for the book readers, but yeah. it also has to be at the same time it's, because it again, is a it's, book. It's a weird thing. <laughs> it's it, it's very bizarre. Yeah. Um, Looks, I, I'm I'm very interested though. Yeah. Mostly because of the the creative theme. Same. Uh, shall we move on then? Yes. Here comes Our, the puzzle. <laughs> yes, our review. Here comes the review. I really uh, don't want to remember. Right then, time now for a review of Men in Black International, the fourth Men in Black film. Uh, in the in the, yep, that's it. Um, if you have not seen the film, full spoilers from here on out. Are you gonna say Cinematic Universe? Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's just a sequel. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, this is the. Uh, if you're not seen the film, uh, full spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler warning. Whatever you want. Uh, but we will be spoiling every single bit of this film. Um. Shall we get into it, uh, Ryan? Yeah. Your initial thoughts. Um, this movie sucks. Ben, your S- initial thoughts. Like, well, I was gonna say spoiler. This movie's bad, but I can't do that anymore. But spoiler, it's bad too. Oh man, this movie is not good. Not good at all. All right, Sparks. Your initial thoughts. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with some stuff. Uh, I have been thinking about how hard, I guess, I was on Dark Phoenix last week. And uh, I don't think I'm in the wrong, um, but I do think that there's like a sense of, I have a point. I do think that there's a sense of like greater expectations set around, you know, X-Men characters and all this. I think this is summed up really well in a video I watched by Captain Midnight about what's missing in the Dark Phoenix film and kind of hit all the same points that I was trying to, but articulated them better. Um, so check that out for that. But uh, it's it's weird, and I do find these kind of comparative because I think they are like cinematic experiences trying to get you on board with this, you know, next franchise installment. Um, that I think kind of both whiff in different ways, uh, and so like I I recognize right now, and I'm going to tell you that uh, I'm going to be more positive about certain things in Men in Black because I went into this really wanting it to be on its side and I didn't go to Dark Phoenix wanting to be on its side I was already not because of anything in particular I was done with the X-Men franchise at Days of Future Past Mm -hmm. from Fox personally so I know that's a bias I was going in with and in this one I was going in really wanting to be happy with this and I was so like just trying to give it every little nudge of like I'm with you I'm with you and man it's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't help it. Um, <laughs> I tried really hard to want to be on its side, and I just can't. I wish, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think it's pretty <clears throat> middle middle of the road. I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it's good. I, it's um, my least favorite movie I've seen this summer. He, I don't... I'd have to think about that, but I, I don't, <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies. I summer, would de- so. I would definitely say this is my personal of least. Of the movies we reviewed, I mean. Oh, the movies we reviewed, probably, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely least bottom of the barrel, but I was trying to think about other films that we've seen where we were like, man, this movie is like bad. This movie didn't make, get me as mad as Crimes of Grindelwald. That was last year. Crimes though. of Grindelwald. That was last year. Yeah, I know that was last year, but Crimes of Grindelwald, that got me mad. That again, got me angry. Ag- again, Men I think- Men in Black International was just... <sighs> Again, I think there's like a, a precedence and expectation to, to like Crimson yeah. Grindelwald having to live up to a certain Harry Potter universe. And yes, Men in Black had that to an extent with this, but nowhere near the level because you're kind of starting a yeah. new chapter. And I go into a movie to see a movie, and this was a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, my, it doesn't matter if it's a franchise or not, it's a bad movie. Yeah, my first thing, why I was hoping for this movie to be decent. I, d- I didn't know if this movie was, I didn't think this movie was going to be great. I thought was, I was hoping this movie was going to be I like the director. Yeah. I Who I was the director. F. Gary Gray. He did Fast and Fate of the Furious and Straight Outta Compton. Hmm. Yeah. Two very different movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I was thinking, it was like, great, I could see Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth um, going back and forth again. That was one of my favorite things about Thor Ragnarok is their chemistry. Uh, 
did they have chemistry in this movie? I couldn't tell. I couldn't find it. Boy, they did everything they could to ruin it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. My initial thoughts are. It's fine. So let's get into it. Um. Uh, where do we want to start? Let's start in the beginning. Hey, uh, Liam Neeson. This is the first time I've watched him and felt like, damn, he's old. Yeah, he looked <laughs> old and tired, well, and was, not in a way I think was intentional. Well, <laughs> speaking of, since we're on Liam Neeson, um, right, right off the bat, I throughout the whole movie, I was kind of hoping, I was kind of like giving the movie the the benefit of the doubt. I was watching this movie, I'm like, it's definitely Liam Neeson. But maybe they're throwing me a curveball. Maybe it's C. Boy, I really wanted that too. Hey guys, uh, you guys remember Detective Pikachu? Yeah. Uh, it's the same guy who was the same guy who thought we were, it was going to be the bad guy, and it didn't turn out to be the bad guy. It's the son. It's the same guy, isn't it? From Detective Pikachu. No, it's not the same actor. It's not the same actor. No, it's not. It's wholeheartedly not the same actor. What are you talking about? Yeah. The the, the son in Detective Pikachu. Bill who thought, son. Who we thought was going to be the bad guy and it wasn't. Yeah. I thought it was the same actor. But I guess it's not. No. Oh. no. Well, it's the same role. He's the guy who he thinks going to be the bad so guy. So I it's thought. Not. So I thought. So I, I was like, you know what? Okay, it's definitely Liam Neeson. They don't even try to hide it. But maybe that's maybe they're trying to throw us a curveball. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, uh, H. Maybe he. Maybe the reason why he keeps repeating it is because he's. Uh, he's unknowingly controlled by the hive. Maybe that's what's happening. That's what I thought. Too. I gave the movie too much credit. It's Same. Liam Neeson. Yeah. So I was waiting for H to be like <clears throat> to be the bad guy. I'm like, wow, it's really cool. So I'm really mad at this movie for right off the bat having an opening scene that makes no sense because it is purely only there to let you know that Liam Neeson is the bad guy. Yeah. That's the only reason it exists. It lets you know, hey, that moment when uh, Hemsworth fell down the elevator shaft. That's when Liam Neeson got turned bad. That's bad. It's yeah. and I'm like, that's. I didn't need that. It's yeah. This and then and it's and then so it weird. Cuts Twenty not, years earlier. Yes. Oh my god, that was so frustrating. You're 2016, then jump back 20 years. Yeah. And then jump to the present, and I'm like, that's terrible. I agree. And how they thought they needed this is bad. This should have opened on Molly as a kid. That's what the opening of the movie should have been. I didn't need the scene at the Eiffel Tower. 100%. Nobody did. Also, they retcon- all it did was give away that Liam Neeson was the bad guy. 100. percent in uh, in one line, they retcon the entire franchise. Which one? Uh, then they're just like, yeah, uh, what, whatever. Eiffel was one of the Men in Black. Oh, totally. The Men in Black were found in the 1950s. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who built the Eiffel Tower. He's That's like one, one of the Sparrow first Men in Black. Dude. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Great way to way to retcon that. And like, funny thing is, I don't care. Like, like I wholeheartedly care in a bad movie. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't if this was a good movie. No, I wouldn't but here, care. But as here's much. the thing, because I, I mean, okay, I like Men in, Men in Black Two. It's fine. So I don't I don't have any bad things about it. Man Black 3 I actually pretty enjoy. I like Man Black But I forgot that MIB was even founded in the 1950s. Yep. Cuz when they got to that Tommy Lee Jones they gave that man, man a his flowers. They gave him a flower. It, yeah. it is it is yeah. the reason why it matters is because it is part of Tommy Lee Jones's character. That's yeah. right. That's it is right. part of his development as a character in that film. So it matters when the Men in Black were founded. It matters that he was there the first time they made contact with Alien Life because that's part of his his journey in that movie. You retcon that whole thing. Yeah. You almost retcon Tommy Lee Jones' entire journey in the franchise. His entire existence. Yeah. 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 Like um, screw you for having the. It felt. It felt like. And I'm. I guess I'm more heated than I thought I was watching this movie. But it felt like they watched Men in Black 20 years ago. Yes. And then wrote a script based on that yes. memory. And it was Black. only the first draft that got pushed through, because a lot of stuff in this movie, like I don't think this movie is funny at all. I, I don't think I laughed Man, once. There was no, I don't think I, I literally la- I chuckled twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not funny. It's and I'm a guy funny. who loves comedy shit, you guys. I didn't laugh a single time in this movie. One of the things where I knew it was coming, because this movie is 
pretty predictable. Like when, yep. like when, when uh, Chris Hemsworth comes up and you see Liam Neeson just stand there, I was like, did he just turn into the bad guy? Or n- maybe not. I don't know. Because I was going through the whole, is he a bad guy? Is he not a bad guy? What's, what's, what's the fuck I was going through like, he better not be the I bad was, guy. I, it wasn't, was I wondering? I was like, he's when? the bad guy. Yeah, yeah I was like, when's he's it going to happen? But going- Please tell me he's not the bad guy because I'll give you more props if he's not the bad guy. Uh, he's oh, he's a bad, bad guy. guy, yeah. But God, going back the, like the audacity of his first line when he sees Molly, he's like, it's never who you think it is. And I'm like, wow, F you script. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Go but, to hell. It but, was exactly who I thought it was. But going back to my original thing was that when they say that, hey, we're going to go to Rizzo's uh, Impregnable Fortress of Certain Death, they say they call it um, uh, Rizzo's Impregnable for- Fortified Fortress of Certain Death. Yeah. That was the only time that I was, was like, cool. I was I, really that, hoping that made me that, smirk. Yeah, I was like... Also, Danny Elfman came back to do the music for this one. I was surprised. Oh, no, we know. Uh, that is the one good thing in this movie is that score. That score is trying real hard to convince you you're watching a more entertaining film. Dun, 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 it's dun. a good score. I will probably listen to this score again. Yeah. Don't was, know that I'll watch this movie I was like, again. This is definitely a Man in Black score. Don't know if I'm watching a Men in Black movie. And here's the thing about Men in Black. Men in Black this 1, 2, and so 3. Hard. Men in Black 1, 2, and 3 are cop films. They are FBI agents. They yeah. are CIA agents. They are cops. They are intergalactic cops that deal with immigration. This is a spy movie. Yeah. And they fundamentally misunderstood the point of Men in Black. I also think like... I think the again. I think it's somebody who watched Men in Black once and they never thought of that again. Because like, I think some of the uses of technology in this movie are like, it's like actively bad and like against the Men in Black. Because like, the first time Tessa Thompson goes through like, uh, uh, like the when the the, the Jimmy the spaceships crashes and there's a giant open New York and she and birds fly through. And like, you mean the barrier that makes like super loud noise? Yeah, so and if anything s- like that ever happens, so you, see you would a notice. dozen birds fly through and they disappear. You're telling me not a single person is in New York is going to see that? Are you kidding me? That's like an entire block that you've cut off, and it's just you can walk right through it. Like, in another <clears throat> scene, they have dudes with neuralizers blocking the way. Do that, but at, at the beginning, I'm like, wow, they're not even like trying. Do you know they're why not they even did- trying to hide what know, they're about? Do you know why they didn't do that? Why? Because they need her to find that to find Jimmy. Oh, it's because it's a plot device. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, bad. and that's bad. why it's dumb. There's because so it's so she sense. is like she's okay. So I really like the idea of her being Tim Drake, and she's finding out she finds out Batman. Yeah, but yeah. like, how she spent right. twenty years? I like, I like and, the idea that she goes to the FBI and the CIA. Like yeah. she, she passes all these tests. I checked the box that doesn't exist. That's that's uh-huh, fine. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. but like, I truly don't believe that this this girl can like ha- this has to happen all the time right the men in black must get discovered all the time right because she can just easily and walk they through neuralize there. everyone yeah uh-huh. also frank the pug is dead so yeah. screw you guys for putting him in this movie nah yeah. man same same guy and everything and i know i don't v- get that frank is dead <laughs> yeah. between two and three like yeah. the original pug no passed i know. away hey you gotta, you gotta check that there's yeah, a cameo and again, again there's they, a cameo they watch they watch men in black 20 hey, years ago dog <laughs> Let's put the dog in. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I couldn't remember if that was true or not. Like yeah. that, that the pug had died. Yeah, uh, they don't care about I'm their like, own canon. No. Yeah, because this is Pirates Five. Or I, every that, time, every time a reference to Men in Black, like one or two or three or whatever, shows up, I'm always just like, n- none of these are organic. It's and weird yeah, because no, you know. Sorry, Ben. Real quick, uh, because I want to bounce off Ryan. You're exactly right. It's Pirates Five. Yeah. It's Pirates Five. Pirates Five. Is, <laughs> the most, is the most blatant misunderstanding of the franchise I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And this Throws is away the, origins. This yeah. is the same thing. Yeah. yeah. No, so going back to what Sparks was saying about them referencing other things from Man in Black, like, one, you guys know what my favorite thing is, is when they reference things from other films. Godzilla references a bunch of stuff from fa- past films. Red Player One, the whole damn movie. This time, this is the one movie where they reference stuff from other stuff that I do like, and I did not like it. 
Like, why does, what's well, T have an oil painting of what Tommy Lee Jones ben, and Will Smith did? Ben, you're not a person who just likes references for references' sake. The references have to be good. The yeah. references in this aren't good. They're just like, hey, remember? Like the only hey the, the the guys that we saw in the trailer. That's the one time they're in the movie. Yeah, the, 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 the only little, the, little the only reference to the old films that didn't feel like bullshit to me was the noisy cricket. Yeah, yeah, and she's that like, was the uh, only one. That yeah. was the only one. And you know what? You're right. I, That's I really, right. I really appreciated Emma. Uh, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. I like her character. She's oh, great. I'm Emma glad Thompson. She came back. And that guy is like, you know, in the old days, we would have recruited her. Every also, moment of Emma Thompson talking, I liked her. Yeah. Yeah. Also, another thing that, that really screws up the, the with just the canon of Men in Black. I like the, you know what? I do like the fundamental conceit of this film that there are other men in blacks around the world. I like that. Yeah. Um, what I don't much care for is the fact that now they're an organization that operates under someone. Like they operate, they answer to someone. Oh, high T? No, or what do you mean? They, because she said because Emma Thompson is like, oh, H is going to be the new head. I'll bounce it upstairs. Oh yeah, yeah. Now O T, whoever the hell else runs Men in Blacks, they answer to someone. Yeah, and speaking of of, I don't think that's a line they even thought about. Yeah. I don't think so either. And it, when you mention something like, that, oh, the higher ups, that makes me think, oh, you know, how at the end of these movies, they always show us the bigger world. At the end, like, oh, you're going through a locker. I was waiting for like, Not oh, one. we're about to see some like cool like universal shit. Nope, it's just something flying at the screen like a typical movie. Uh, yeah. Do we have okay. any positives? Because I, I have like I have, the, I, I the score. Have yeah. Um, I, do have I like Rebecca Ferguson as Lizzo. Rizza. Rizza, whatever her name is. Like I, uh, I liked she, her too. She's charming enough with what little she has. I, <laughs> that's a, actually a great point. What I wanted to say is what I find most offensive about this movie is even when I have found the previous Men in Black films to be lackluster uh, in comparison to the first one. And that's something I'll address real quick. Yeah. I told Brandon this off air. Um, I feel that I enjoy Men in Black 2 and 3. I do. But I do feel like every sequel since the first one has been trying to recapture the spirit of the first yeah, and yeah, yeah. done it unsuccessfully. I would agree. Regardless of the fact that I think J and K have a really good theme story and it does feel in spirit of the first film, the world itself does not feel in spirit of the first film. And I feel like they have all unsuccessfully tried to recapture the magic of the first one over and over again. And this is obviously the furthest step away from that. Something that I find so hideously upsetting about this one is all of the Men in the Black films have always had a bizarre and entertaining villain. All three of them. Oh, yeah. Whether it's uh, Serlina or the dude who's multiple dudes yep. in the second one. Yeah. Or like uh, the guy from Fly of the Concords in the Jermaine third Clemens. film. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. With his or, big mouth. Or Vincent D'Onofrio from the first one who sure. nobody can forget. Yeah. But this one, nope. Not, not at all. Not only are our bad guys not even the bad guys. Which they're isn't like, done well. And they're like, oh, wow, those guys actually could have been like heroes and we just killed them off because we didn't like, we didn't fully so explore their side I of story. Do, I do have two positives. I, I like, you know, get to positives. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have two positives. I think the idea that H was neuralized and can't live up to the neuralization story uh, was good. And like I did he, too. He can't, he can't cope with that, with that hero that That's he was never, moment. that he was never that character. I do like that. I like just the my idea wits that he and was, my neural- or memorizer or whatever. I, yeah. I do like how he was neuralized. The other positive I have, just let me get to the positives real quick. Uh, the other positive I have is the, uh, I think the effects on the alien that T, be- that T becomes is are real good. Yeah. And I like the effects for the twin aliens. I agree. And that's it. Yeah. I uh, wish I, I wish so I cared about the T alien. I, I love that neuralized thing with H as well. Yeah. However, I don't like that throughout the whole movie everybody's saying, like, oh man, he's changed and all this and I'm like, Yeah, but I don't even know who he was before. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, no I have no window well, well, it, it, into the person he was before but other than say- he dated some Chick who but they, they was, say he changed because he was never that he was never I, that person. I understand that. 
But we don't know who he was. But before. I don't know who he was before, so I don't understand who he's even supposed to be. Well, no, I'll, 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 uh, I'll. The way I saw it uh, is that he that he was never the same. He no, he was never ever that that person that they said. So everyone, there was a story that he was the savior that he cre- he destroyed the hive with tea. There was a story, and then he was just the same person. And everyone's like, "Oh, you've changed. You're not that hero that you used to be." Like that story predated, but hit, the, predominated his his. Uh, but the his problem life. that I have with that is that did they neuralize everybody to make them believe that story? No, I think they just because they say I he saw, fundamentally is not the same person. Mm-hmm. They're like you're a different dude. Humans you act and differently. aliens. They're have not said saying that. like, oh, you're not the guy from the story. They're saying you no. are behaving differently. Oh, Who I, was he right, before? The, I don't recognize him. The uh, alien that, that he that he. They're saying to. like he's he's not behaving like Virgo the, the ugly or something. And we never see who that person even was. See, I took it as we were never supposed to. We were supposed to be to- we were supposed to be told about this great hero, which would be fine. But that's not the story that the other characters are saying. They're saying you're not the same guy. Mm-hmm. Not the same guy from the story. They're saying like you don't act the same. So. My also, like, re- sorry, real quick, like, when you neuralize one memory, that doesn't change your entire persona. It's like you forgot what happened in one specific moment. So why would he be fundamentally different? Well, he—that's he, the point. He's not. But everyone thinks he had. He was. But it doesn't, doesn't make sense. But that doesn't make sense unless you neuralized everybody else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Ben? I was thinking before we found out that H was neuralized, and there, and when we see like when Volko or whatever, I thought his name was Volko or something. Something the doesn't ugly. Matter. Something. He's, ugly. he's an ugly alien. It's a horrible CGI alien. Yeah. yeah. That alien. He's like, what happened to you? I was thinking. That the events of because we don't obviously don't see the whole event change from uh, 2016. I thought that that was like him suffering a very traumatic event. Uh, that this is a form of him having PTSD. That's why I thought because everyone's saying is like you changed because there's like you were this great agent. You were kicking ass. You were supposed to be the leader. He's showing up late for work. He's partying. He's drinking. He's sleeping with random aliens so he can get so he can keep on living. This is him suffering through PTSD, and that's what I was hoping for, and that's what I was really really hoping we were gonna get with with um high T becoming the aliens. Like yeah. You saw me do something horrible, and then I had neuralized you, but that PTSD is still routed in. Uh, but they don't go anything. They're just like, yeah, we just neuralized him. Whatevs. Worse than that, halfway through the film, they decide to try to tell you that it's actually because he had this breakup with the character named Riza. And then when he encounters Riza later, because in the desert he says, what, you've never thrown yourself into something without logic just yeah, because you love it? Passion, Which yeah. implies that, yes, he did love Riza. When he encounters Riza, he has the moment where he just tells her uh that he um, that she was just a mark yeah and he was just doing his job and i'm like i don't know if that's true or not because of how you're conveying it and it's never explored past uh, that honestly that so whole, i don't know what changed him that whole or part, who he ever was that whole part with rizza i was just like wait what i i, I was like half checked out half checked so in when he's hanging out part with of the movie in the in the in the club scene which i i always appreciate a cool rave club scene and this has aliens in it so that's cool but like uh, a lot of practical effects yeah for and them, so yeah. uh the ugly alien he's like uh, and when chris the Hemp- boss nass knockoff yeah. yes <laughs> so he's chris hemsworth is talking about how they've partied all the time for years and years so he was the same person partying years ago as he is partying now how how can this alien tell oh you've changed when all they do is party together i didn't buy that at all <laughs> No, I don't that, buy that. See, that's, that's bullshit. What, see, that's what I think. So that's if you take out the um, the Rebecca Ferguson, if you take out that that alien saying he's changed, then it does track that he was never this this hero. He was always this person that they that that they saw him that they now see him as. But they that, were always this person. But that doesn't make sense even in the plot they set up because at the end, O says that before he was the Hive, T said he should be the leader. So he was always a promising agent. 
before this change. Hey, maybe the script, the script, maybe the script doesn't script even bad. follow its own I mean, logic. We're not arguing the script is nah, bad. Yeah. No, 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 I know, but I'm saying, like, this is why, like, I fundamentally don't know who his character is ever supposed to be in mm -hmm. any scene. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. They're always constantly saying, you're not the person you used to be, and I'm like, is this... It, who was he before? We have no we're foundation never told. of who that we're is. We're never shown. Ben, you... You you started to talk about I think it was you who talked about the fact that uh, Emma Thompson not Emma Thompson Tessa Thompson and um, uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth don't have chemistry in this film. I was asking if there was because I don't know if I could see because there I, are times said, where they did bounce off each other fine, but I was I think the difference I, don't know I think the difference on. is with where they were in Thor and Thor Ragnarok they had a script and they they don't. Yeah, I don't think the two script. of them. I don't think the two of them are at the level where they can elevate a bad script also, with just their chemistry. But also, Taika Waititi is a comedy uh, improv director, yeah. so he knows how to improv with actors. Worth F. Gary Gray did Straight Outta Compton, which is not an improv movie, and Fate of the Furious, which is a very calculated action movie. So I think him trying to do this comedy improv thing, it doesn't work. It's not funny. This so, movie's not so funny. Just the two of them. Just the two of them. Inherently, that chemistry doesn't come out in the script, and I think that's the. The only saving grace that this film could have had was the two of them chemistry. Yeah. And it doesn't even have that. Right. No. It's because they they don't have real characters. Like, no. I don't know who these... I, I mean, I understand who Tessa Thompson is, but she's, she's just a snarky character. Chris Hemsworth is a snarky character. Pawnee is a snarky character. Everyone's just a snarky character. Oh, I hated Pawnee. Yeah, I, I can't believe... Hated I can't believe how much I dislike a Kumail Nanjiani performance. And, and here's the thing. Here's the, thing. here's the really stupid thing about Pawnee. The script forgets he's there. The script yeah. absolutely Dude, forgets for he's there. For real, like there are insert shots of like, like I feel like he was like an afterthought. He was put in for comic relief because like there's shots of just like, oh, they got to zoom in on a pocket, and he's just like, I'm here, bye. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks for showing up, Pony. You're there useless. was yeah. the only part of that. I, I don't. It wasn't even really a thing. Is where he's like trying to get out of the glass jar, and the whole glass jar shatters in uh, Rizzo's apartment. That Looney then, Tunes moment? Yeah, it was a little stupid Looney Tunes moment. But then Rizzo sees it like, oh, look at you, look at your cute little legs. I was like, eh. Again, I like L was, no, no, no. Rizzo the most. So uh, when they go and get Pawnee, uh, she's like, oh, we should take him. Like, uh, you know, we, we need to keep him from killing himself, which is a ham-fisted scene, uh, because he's a witness. And then they never ask him about what he saw. Yeah. Yeah. The scene serves no purpose other than to bring Pawnee no. into their trio. No. Like it, it has no. They're, they're not really, even there for a clear purpose. I feel like purpose. he's an afterthought. Like he's oh, brought yeah. in like way can, late. <laughs> sorry. Can we? Danny Elfman did a great job with the score. Can we talk about how the movie just stops having the pretense of this is a Men in Black film and character H is his own character for when he picks up the hammer and it clearly does a riff off on Thor music. <sighs> yeah. Just to be like, that's a face hey, this is Chris Hemsworth. Don't forget. And I'm like, wow, is, okay, thanks for reminding me that we're really here because it's an actor and not because he's a character of his Actually, own. Actually, there are people behind us. Oh, they the were movie, laughing. Yeah, well, no, there are people behind us when the movie started and they're like, hey, who's that guy? like, that's Chris Hemsworth. Who? Thor. Oh, he plays Thor in the, in the Avengers movies. So we'll get, so that was your face palm. My face palm was when they're just when the big blue guy I don't care what his name is I don't care what his species name is but oh, the big, yeah. big blue guy says Molly uh, that's where I was just like oh see, no see and like here's the problem because I like what they were trying to do with that moment but like they the setup was like so long ago and like they didn't really they didn't really pay off but I like what they were trying to do and with it still that. doesn't pay off no but I I was like man you guys had a kernel of something here hey, but it's just like whatever you know what a for effort, D for execution. Can I can I tell you something else that would have been cool to explore in a different movie about is maybe the men in black aren't always great. Yeah. Because of how they'll just apprehend an alien like that. And they could have explored that's not a thing. Not in this movie. Well, no. because he's uh, he is a killer. He's a cold hearted killer. Yeah, yeah now 
He didn't. We he don't could, know. We he, don't know. He could have been on the run this whole time, and he explains like how he got and to where he is. Like, no, no, no. But, no, but he says he says his thing. He says to, to Tessa oh, Thompson, yeah, yeah. "Is like I'll kill whoever you want." Yeah, yeah. But the tone of the film is like she's doing this great thing. It tries to tell you she's doing a great thing by letting the alien go. But then you get down the road to later, and it's like actually he's like you know he's a murderer, monster murderer. So maybe it's not yeah. so great that he runs around on Earth for free. And all he does is just like let he lets Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth go scot free. Hey guys, I want to go on a tangent for that a was little a Martha bit. moment. I want to go on a tangent for a little bit and talk about how uh, we just saw Dark Phoenix last week, and I think Beast's makeup at least looks pretty good in that movie. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's no reason why the alien in this movie had to who looks basically like a Beast knockoff had to be entirely CGI. And there are a lot of unnecessary CGI aliens in this movie. I just watched Solo in the background earlier today and all the prosthetic aliens i'm like these are incredible why aren't things like this in men in black yeah and this was a problem i i had from the trailers i was like there are way too many bad looking cgi aliens and i was like i hope the cgi looks better spoilers it doesn't and you know what a lot of the act a lot of the stuff in the trailers is like the best stuff in the movie that and like all the off. good jokes and like the scene with the with the super weapon where it creates the Grand Canyon. I'm like, why are you guys revealing all of this stuff? Yeah, that pissed me off the most. They revealed that 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 the little thing was the was the weapon that did that. So I as soon as that thing was there, I'm like, oh, that's what create. I'm like, this is also just like- in the trailer. In the trailer, they reveal that Liam Neeson is the bad guy. Do they really? Yeah, there's a scene where it's just like uh, Men in Black has been infiltrated, shot at Liam Neeson. I mean, yeah, I, oh, I yeah. figured that was just well, like that's you reading trailer logic, but sure. Well, yeah. so. I Beginning of the movie ruins that. For I would have hundred percent been been more okay with this film if it was a story about a mole in Men in Black. Yeah, and that's just the story, and they're going. Men in Black's going to be going to be um, sure. Uh, what's uh, compromised? Going to be compromised. Com- yeah, but it this weird alien hive thing. I don't care. Also, I, looks like Galactus. I gotta Silver tell Surfer. you, Men in Black is not the franchise I expected to see a giant blue portal in the sky. Yeah, that's this fair. is not the franchise hey, I but expected. But it didn't go straight; it went diagonal. Oh no, you're right. You're right. It went diagonal. It's not the same. No, thing. you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Wow, I'm so upset. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I'm like, I want to talk about this one moment because, like, I was like, "Wow, this is the worst acting I've seen from Hemsworth." That moment when he gets bit by the snake thing, <laughs> and I thought oh. it was played so bad. I thought, oh, he's going to like... Oh, he's like, I'll do double. anything, I'll do anything. Yeah, yeah, that whole bit where he's like faking that he's been... Uh, where he's acting that he's been bit and is dying and is poisoned. And I'm like, oh, this is really bad. He must be like he's faking joking. them. It's yeah, a ruse yeah. on them. He yeah. like had something protective or something. Oh, no, that was sincere. Wow, that's Hemsworth's worst. Again, I think that... 100% his worst. I think that's an improv, whereas when you have someone like Taika Waititi who knows how to do that... And he's like, and this, and no offense, FK Gray, but that dude's a script director, and he knows how to handle actors well. But and when, was, you, and when he's doing his stuff on his own, it's like, oh, it's not good, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it was super bad. I was, I'm legitimately surprised how unfunny this movie was. Like, Ben, how often did I laugh in this movie? You didn't. I, I'm so shocked. I'm like, where are the emotions? I don't feel anything. I, I'm. This is a hollow movie. People were laughing hollow. behind us. I'm like, that wasn't funny. Yeah. People were laughing in my theater. People clapped at the end of this movie. God, there was like three people too. who clapped. Just I, like, just like. I had a I had a full theater where people were like, "Yeah, this was really good, great man." Like, did I watch the same movie? Yeah. I have never. I, I have no. I want to say never because I don't. I mu- it must have happened before, but I don't remember the last time I was in a movie where I was thinking about all the other movies I'd rather be watching right now. Yeah. Oh, oh, my friend. Yeah. I was sitting here. I do. Grindelwald. Uh, no, but even maybe the second time. Grindelwald, the second time, you one hundred percent were like. I didn't need to do this. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> that's what that's what happened this time because you, you were like, "We're all going to see it in the morning." I was like, 
Tell me when you're done. Yeah. Yeah, because I uh, I saw this not with Ben and Ryan. Dude, I could not and, see no. this movie again. Yeah, that's, no. I, I, did, I, I didn't want to tell you guys that, but no. I also had just was, had better things to I was do, totally, but I was like, it, no, I'm not I doing this. I was totally okay. I was totally okay if you straight up says, like, look, I did not like this movie at all. I know we're going to talk about it on the podcast, but if No, you... I just didn't want to paint your guys' picture at all. Okay. But, hey, man, uh, maybe lower expectations no, would be better. No, no so... Nope. That I Brandon, I can't remember the last time when I was watching a movie because at least with Grindelwald, it kept my attention, not in a good way, but kept my attention. Oh, Dark, it's like a nice train wreck. Yeah, Dark Phoenix kept my attention. I was sitting in my oh, what seat. What have I been watching? Dark Phoenix. I was sitting. In I my contemplated se- it. Let me, let, Brent. I, there was times I was sitting in my seat. I was like, there are so many other things I could be doing. I could be <laughs> like Ben. Let's just let's just leave the theater. Let's there just were go. guys <laughs> who were who were like going, constantly going back and forth um, from their seats. Oh, he was checked out. That was I was like, man. To I be fair, want to do the same. It was a dad and his kids, yeah. and he kept doing stuff for his kids. But like Which that dad did not care. It was also a four dollar ticket. Understandable. So. But I'm sitting there going, I I much rather be fighting why I think Sailor Moon is a decent book to these guys that are oh. watching this movie right now. Oh. Holy shit! Oh, okay, I'd rather be doing. I'd rather watch so many other things than sit in this movie than what I. Than why I'm doing at it right least, now. At least, like, you know, this movie—it's bad, but like, at least if it had really, really great, I will say the best design is is uh, the the high T alien, the, the high yeah. monster. Yeah, I think it's a cool design. It's a really it uh, is cool, cool design. design. I wish I cared about you it. You want to know what I thought I, of the second he popped up? What? The second I popped up, I was like, "That is a really cool Dungeons and Dragons monster. Yeah. I do this really, should be a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I do. Really, this should be anything else than this movie. I do really like the moment where uh, T is coming up to him and he's like, "You were always like a son to me. You were always like a son to me." You were always like a son yeah. to him. I was like, "Ooh, that's actually yeah. that's actually yeah, that a bit, in a better movie. Yeah. I would find that really effective." Yeah. Yes, um, in a better movie. No, so here I have a. I'm still kind of confused by the end. So he opened up a portal to let the hive in, right? Yes, but yeah. he was also had the giant weapon to destroy the Earth. Wouldn't that just kill everyone? So, I think they were going to destroy other planets. He was going to go through the portal and rejoin the hive oh. and aim it back at the. I don't know, man. I don't even want to think about it that much. I'm trying, like my. I don't like but, it. How about that? How about like the really awkward pacing of that action scene that happens in the street? I was telling where, ben like, how they're bad standing that back is. there with oh. the guns, and it's like, wow, the pacing of this feels really bad. And she just runs over to the car, and she's like, "H, I need some help, dude." That it's just thing, five minutes. That thing played much better in the trailer. Yeah, that, it did. And the trailer was like, "That's cool." And the yeah. movie, I'm like, I'm "How done. about how about the fact that those things? I don't even understand the why power issue." Why it's an issue that they can't just like get whatever they want, dude. They're they, so they OP. have matter manipulation. They can they can cause earthquakes. They and can cause, disappear into the ground and reappear wherever they want. They Why are they chasing them through streets? Solid to liquid and back. They they are Doctor Manhattan in a way. You're telling me you can't fight two agents when you can bend reality at your will? Like that's some shitty writing. It's bad writing. Don't make your villains as powerful if they're not actually going to be competent. So I often talk about how uh, I feel a movie. Well, we don't. Well, Ryan, you know, whole thing is like, I gotta we, feel something. Why do we need anything? It's not that part. It's like, why do we need anything? Yeah. It's like you're right, but I always feel like a movie should at least attempt to justify why it exists. Yeah, this didn't justify um, anything. I felt. I feel like Prometheus and Alien Covenant don't do that for me. Um, I feel this film absolutely does not justify why this movie needed to exist. This film does not bring up the question like, this is why we need another Men in Black. Nope. 
I'm good. I will go ahead. I want a an international film where there are multiple men in black agencies. That is all about how a planet has been like ravaged, and there are war <laughs> refugees who have to now come to Earth, and they're getting overloaded at Earth, and that's an issue because it would actually it could be topically tied to like how we deal with immigrants. Yeah around the world and, uh, and war refugees yes. and everything. There's so much that you could unpack there and that's a movie I would 100% like to see. And it is. And we're not going to get it because this bombed. It is, And this is called International and yes, our leading lady is a black actress. Maybe have more than one minority in your entire movie because this is nothing but white people and Tessa Thompson. And it's yeah. international. Uh, I will say that I did think of another positive. I actually really like all of the writing around Agent C. I do too, actually. I think you that, know what? Yeah. I think that He's never written to be like an unreasonable jackass. Yeah. He's never written to be like unnecessarily antagonistic. He competently is doing his job at every turn and following the evidence. Yeah. He's never doing anything to be antagonistic. And when he sees where the evidence is pointing correctly, he goes in that direction. And I appreciated that because too often in movies, they like make him stubbornly out to get a character like H. But no, the moment that the evidence is pointing him in the proper direction, he's like, no, 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 I get it. Yeah, I really liked that. I thought he was really great. That he never felt like a forced. He felt he's the very, most fleshed out character. He felt like a natural character who was doing his job to the best of his ability at every turn, yeah. and I appreciate that because that almost never happens and with characters when, and, like that. And as soon as he finds out who the actual bad guy is, he goes for them. Exactly. It's not some like weird like oh no, I gotta earn a, their he's trust. He's always chasing the evidence appropriately. He's like, yeah. look, they lied to us. They hid something. I think they're a threat. Oh, you just called them. You're hiding shit. Never mind. H, I think he's the threat. Yeah. He's been hiding it. I thought he was just covering for you. He's covering himself. Really great. You don't see that yeah. a lot with a I secondary like, character I actually like that. Do like see a lot, I think yeah. everything that was written about him, I wish happened more often with characters like that in movies. And yeah. it's a shame that everything else around that isn't that good. Yeah. But that character was written and played really well. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'll say my favorite section, if I have to say something about a favorite part, is is the Rizza Castle section because yeah. I think that is a I think Rebecca Ferguson is having a lot of fun with what little she is, but having yeah, like she's a, our a, fun weird yeah alien. having a three armed uh uh like a criminal mastermind like on this uh, 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 that's the uh, fortress is cool. you know what that's interesting because that's the moment when I realized I was bored out of my mind yeah? yeah but see I was already like so checked out I'm like wow somebody's trying something here at least she was she was bringing some kind of character to the table yeah. which very few people had up to that also point. I think it's it's like a decent fun action scene like uh, having that opinion, third arm can go anywhere it's real cool in, in my opinion her character as a character just doesn't get to do enough yeah because yeah. I, I found her at least entertaining yeah yeah um, shall we get into final thoughts I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to touch on because so Same. much weird, dumb stuff happened in this Same movie. Same here, but I'm just going to keep saying about how much I don't like it, so no, I... Mm. All right, so Ben, I'll... Oh, 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 I've got, I've got it, sorry. Um, it really bothers me that Tessa Thompson is attracted to Chris Hemsworth clearly in that scene when Nellie is slowing her down, and then oh. the rest of the movie they play her as if that's not the reason that she went and got the job with him. At the end, it's and very like, clearly here's like... Here's the thing. I prefer a non-romantic relationship, same. which I think the movie almost nails with the two of them, except that the precedence of her seeming to go over to him is just, he's hot. Yeah, That's the only precedence they give uh, us in the yeah. film for why she yeah. decides to go work with Not him. Not that he's the None best of the agent. rest of it makes sense because he's literally sleeping at the desk when she goes up. Yeah, it, Nothing it, clues her into that. It's not that he's the best agent. It's that he's hot. Exactly. It's Chris and Hemsworth. I, and yeah. that bothers me. It makes no sense. And then like later, at the very Chris end, Hemsworth even has a line that calls her out when he's talking about Riza and says, uh, what, have you never thrown yourself into anything without logic? And I'm like, that's literally what you did when you went to H. That's literally what you did. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that tracked not at all for me and I couldn't tell that the intention was that her character was lying about being an expert on those aliens yeah. I didn't know that was what was up 
the film did not communicate oh, that yeah, to yeah. me until later because when they're doing the testing thing, oh, she has 97%. Her scores, and she has 97% in alien languages. Yeah. So I'm like, why, the, why wouldn't she know a bunch, apparently? Yeah. I, yeah, right. I, the film did not communicate to me that she was lying and I'm like how am I supposed to track that also super weird shots when uh, uh, the boss nass knockoff character is hitting on her oh, and, and it the decides to like, like POV on him from her uh. when he's like like directly at her I'm like this is uncomfortably there was bizarre. a lot of weird weirdly uncomfortable close-ups in this film yes specifically because like when Pawnee like the super small guy like it's super zoomed in on their faces when when they're talking to him and I was like oh this is so close this is so close yeah, yeah. Um, um, another thing I just want to touch on real quick what the hell was that scene with her in the wormhole and then Pawnee shows up and he's able holy shit <sighs> I, I know so I know with movies like this we just need to throw re- real science out the window but I can't that scene is just stupid it is dumb. That I was expecting is, that, that scene, scene to be is, cooler and different. That scene is stupid, but it's not because it goes against science. No, <laughs> it's that, still dumb. That's, I also that's on the that's on the that's on the low end of the criticism for me. I, but I also it's still very very dumb. I also I, I'm sensing a theme in our films lately. Uh, much like Brightburn, much like Dark Phoenix, I could not understand through intention of the film when high T was supposed to be himself and when he was supposed to have been hive since apparently he was in there the whole time yeah. I thought he'd just been replaced same because at the very end it's like hey remember me you were like a son he's like what and pulls him back it's and I'm like oh so he was supposed to be himself half the time yeah and that's why like one of his lines about like you always end up where you're supposed to be and I'm like is one of the things that Tessa Thompson hears to herself and I'm like but that's the line from the bad guy yeah I guess that's I, I guess that tracks but I always saw it as that was the first time uh, T showed up. And the entire time he was always alien. But that's what I mean. It's so weird because of how the film communicates that messaging. Because when she's thinking back, she's thinking back about the inspirational line the bad guy gave her. Mm-hmm. That's just weird. Yeah. The whole... Hey, it's a bad movie. This movie isn't good. Let's move on. <laughs> um, final thoughts. Ryan, you go first. We try to be positive on the Fake Nerd Podcast here every Sunday night on the Fake Nerd Podcast. But uh, I think this movie's pretty I think ba- we were. Agency is really great. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, man, Try harder. I just- I, I care I, about this franchise. Try harder. Like, it's a great director. Like, uh, and like, everyone in, in like, in the cast, I'm like, man, this should have been a hit, man. And like, and like- The I writer wrote, the writer wrote two good movies and then jumped off a cliff, yeah, apparently. Yeah, it happens. Um, Again, like, I really wonder if this was like the first draft. Because like, this feels very sloppy. It's a very sloppy movie. Um, And like- we went here for like, oh, we're going to get Thor Ragnarok Part 2. Like, hell yeah. We did not get that at all. Uh, this is probably my least favorite movie that we reviewed of the year. Like, I, I actively don't like this movie. Uh, I'd give it like a five. Like, I would go lower, but I think that's too mean. Ben? Oh, I'm not afraid to be too mean. This is a three. Woo! I this mean, it's... Is, it's this I, is worse to me than Crimes of Grindelwald. I'm not going to watch this ever again. No. I will... This had me bored. I was thinking of a bunch I'll of other things. I'll listen to that score, though. Yeah. I will... That is all. Oh, this was in the Men in Black One score, and <laughs> let's pretend this one doesn't exist. No, I think he created cool new riffs. Sorry, Ben, I don't mean to be yeah. interrupting your thing. The score, Emma Thompson was fine. There are a few character scenes which I was like, okay, maybe I can't get invested in these characters again. Did you like the beard and alien guy? I did like him. I liked him too. Yeah, and he betrays them. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. I, I liked the beard alien scene. That was fun. But other than that, everything else was just like, <sighs> oh, Tessa looked. Look, Tessa Thompson looks really good with the hair and the and the, and suit, the suit, yeah, and that watch. But I'm glad she didn't have to say that line. Yeah. yeah. So continue, Ben. What was your ra- what would you rate? You said three. It's a three. Three out of ten. It's worse than Grindelwald for me. I right. do not like this movie. Don't go see it. Save your money. Sparks. Uh, I did one more, one last positive. I do like the scene where Tessa Thompson is explaining why she should be an agent with 
oh, watching. I think that is a good scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is a good like scene. isolated on its own, that's an excellent scene. I agree. Um, I do wish that Tessa Thompson had carried any of that into being allowed to be part of her character later, but they don't. Um, I really, really wanted to be on the side of this movie. I want more Men in Black. I think that's an interesting world that there's a lot of possibility to explore, and man, did this waste it. Yeah. I would have rather gotten the 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover. Please. Brendan, real quick, um, we were talking about last week about what Marvel... Because Marvel made this comic a years ago, but it's a short. Uh, on the on the credits, they said Malibu Comics. So what happened was um, Men in Black was published by uh, Are- Aurelia, something like that, which is a comic book company um, that was bought by Malibu, and the Malibu was bought by, Mar- by gotcha. Marvel. Gotcha. Okay. So for this one, it still said Malibu, which is interesting. Yeah. So because I wonder... Malibu was an imprint yeah. with Marvel before it did. So that means anymore. it still exists, then. Yes. That's ma- and Marvel actually published comics of Men in Black set after the movie. But this was 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would read this comic for sure. Um, not this, not movie's of this movie. No, but bring back Men in Black. I'm, I'm so surprised I haven't. Like even yeah. 20 years no, later. No, no, no. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't like the portrayal of H at all. Uh, the character makes no sense. Um, there are cool moments and things, but overall this film's just a garbage heap. I think the most offensive thing to me is the just full-blown lack of use of any kind of practical aliens, and the aliens that they do have in CGI, most of them they don't make look good. Uh, the uh, coffee-drinking ones from the old films, they walk out of the subway, and in that first shot where they walk out, their shadows are a mess. I- I'm like, this is simple stuff at this point in in when you're making films, and I don't understand how we're this this far along and we're doing Men in Black and we have CGI aliens look this bad. The one who slows down time for Chris Hemsworth and everything named Nellie, she looks like a ghost from Casper. <laughs> she does. Yeah. Like She looks exactly the same as that. It's bad CGI. I don't understand. Anyway. Um, What'd you rate it? 2.5. Whoa. Yeah, no. Guys, it's not good. Yeah. I want to um, be on its side, but it's not good. So there are, there are two and a half good things about this movie. You're right. <laughs> I echo a lot of what you guys said. Uh, it's pretty boring. Um, but for me, I, I don't think it's horrible. I, I said I'll never watch it again, but it's not. I mean, I guess I do regret watching it. Yeah. Buddy, it's um, it's it's okay. It's okay that it's bad. No, we I, wanted I'm to kinda, like it, but it's really bad. I'm kind of with Ryan, though. I think anything lower than a five is just too mean. Like, I do think that... that the That's reserved for, like, Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah, I think... I, do I mean, think you, you all live by your own standards. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah I, sure. do think, I do think the positives do bump it up, but yeah. it's, it, it is not any higher than a five. I don't think we're going to stick to a five. Um, look for my tweet tomorrow when I say it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I think I'll go with a some, five. Some movies have to go that low, guys. Yeah. Some movies do, and this is a movie that does. Yeah, you're yep. right. You know on what? My, you know on what? my scale, you know this what? is I, a two point five. I was gonna. Uh, it's a four. I'm. Yeah. I. Sometimes you're right. Like I. I don't have to be nice. This movie no, sucks. Not I don't all, like this movie. Not all films. You know, like you have a scale. I don't have to be re- nice. <laughs> you have a scale of one to ten for that reason. You're right. Some films go this low. This, yeah, this film goes that low. Hey, the Pirates fourth of Men in Black's a four. Pirates of the Caribbean five is a movie I will never ever acknowledge again in my life. I don't want to see it ever again. Uh, and and that's low. That's a two point five. Yeah. This is the same. God. We, we this is talk bad. About, we've talked about it before, but each of our scale is vastly different. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. None of us this, have a good have a similar scale. But yeah. this is a waste of of potential. Yeah. I I just uh, my only thing is like I'm curious like what is below a five if this isn't Grindelwald? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that one movie. Grindelwald actively that's five made scale me, points. Uh, Grindelwald actively angered me. Sure. No, I get it, it. And it broke me. Same thing with Jurassic So World. anything below five is it has to make you angry. Yeah. Whereas well, this film doesn't make fine. me angry. Whatever. This film just kind of exists. Oh, yeah. I'll give it a four. Um, 
this this film wastes potential. What makes me upset is that this is gonna be this is bad. It's gonna bomb, and we're not gonna get any more good Men in Black movies, yeah. which there could have you potentially know what, been. Uh, it just reminded me of you remember um, <clears throat> in Jurassic World where we're like, oh, Chris Pratt, uh, this shtick doesn't always work all the time, uh, at least for me. Or at least in Jurassic World Fallen sure. Kingdom, right? Uh-huh. This is the first time where I'm like, okay, so Chris Hemsworth just being cute and charming is just not going to carry a movie. And yeah. like, this is the first time where I'm like, okay, he's he can the god can bleed, <laughs> Thor can bleed. I'm like, wow, you actually do need a script, maybe. I feel bad for him. Like I that do too. scene where he's poisoned is really terrible. Yeah. Now you know what's the best part of the movie? When Ryan leaned over to me and said, "Let's leave." <laughs> yeah. When the credits start rolling. Yeah. And on that <laughs> note, let's yeah. get into our book club. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um, anything readable? Right then, time now for our book club. Ben, yeah, take it away. Well, apparently I can't break the manga curse with you guys because every time I think I find something for you guys to read it, it's a shitty uh, fan <laughs> thing. Buddy, I'm not the person you're trying to break a manga curse for. I like manga. You yeah. just... Boy, you pick some. Guys, I... Yeah. No, look, I like, I like Rurouni Kenshin. When you I know. pick that, I like that. I, I did too, yeah. I know, I know, but I also like Sailor Moon. I liked it a lot, and, and I... And I can't, for the life of me, figure out why. Okay, well, oh, let's address really quick. Ben sent us a link, and I think this is fine to admit because, like, everybody reads manga this way. Yeah. Ben sent us a link to read this volume because none of us own it, and none of us were going to own it, and no. we weren't going to be able to share it around. So uh, he sent us a link to read this, and the link was apparently a, a really bad scan of the art because a lot of the lines disappear in yeah. what we in what we read, which made it the art hard to discern sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, fan edit text over it. Yeah. Now, I did glance through your actual physical copy, Ben, yeah. and the dialogue's not that much better, but it is a little bit better. No, there. Are, I will admit, there are times, because this series, because I have read this whole series, it does get a lot better. There are good things about, about Usagi believing herself, fighting for what's right, her facing the darkness. But the first volume, it is a, it's a bit of a tone setter. When I would watch that show, when I would watch that original show, because yeah. it was, there was like the Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon block. It was, yeah, it was like on that. Toonami. So yeah, I, yeah. Would watch, I would watch Dragon Ball Z and then Sailor Moon would be on. And I always thought, oh, there must be something wrong with the translation of the show. Nope. It was just bad. No, there no that's not that's not entirely true. There probably was something wrong with the translation as well. Yeah. Our enemies are evil. So evil that they should not be allowed to live in our world. Yeah. Uh and and I no, will even say, when I was like, reading the first the this first volume, I was like, Wow, those are some dialogue uh, choices. I, Holy I, shit. I, uh, before we get into it, I will just say right off the bat, this is just not like I, I saw Sailor Moon when I was a kid and it was fine then, but like mm-hmm. this is this is not for me. This is just not a Same. series for me, and I, I think that's fine. This is made for other people. It is not made for me. This is not my thing. That's okay. Uh, but it did not help the way that we read it. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, is, was, it is very much a product of its time. It's, yeah. it's, it reminds me so much of the first time I saw Shin Godzilla, which was illegally, and it was a fan edit, a mm. fan uh, translation. So like halfway, so halfway through, I'm like, that can ruin things So for halfway you. through, I was like, this doesn't seem right. This, the punctuation is wrong. Yeah. Like they're just putting periods in the middle of sentences, yeah. and, and then I realized, okay, yeah. yeah. Even the copy I have, this one was pu- this this copy by Condancha was. Um, oh bless you. Haha! It was published back in 2011. Originally, Sailor Moon came out in the 1990s. I mean, we all, we probably all know that. Now I can tell the art is very that era. Yeah, but there are also uh, quite a few. Um, different problems with the Sailor Moon publishing. Oh man, the art is so much better in this book than I the, told what you. I read. Yeah. Yeah. So my book club is. I mean. 
I, I could tell a general consensus. Well, because so the 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 thing we read, and I I want to be clear. I'm not talking about the the book here. I'm yeah. talking about the what we the read. The thing you read, yeah, is really hard to follow. Yeah, a lot of the action beats were very difficult for me to to keep track of because I the, tried really hard because <laughs> the art just again like like Spark said, really bad scans. Yeah, like it was just difficult to keep track like of what all was the happening. all the thinnest lines uh-huh. just disappeared They're into just white. Gone. So yeah. like it feels yeah. This is man. I wish I read this. I gotta tell you I though, mean, I don't think I would have liked it anymore. But like, pro- would have been a little I bit better. D- yeah. I do like when she just goes change in to a doctor. Now I'm an employee of the university hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's now I'm a, now well, I'm a seamstress. Well, there there was this one part where I thought where because uh, I when I got into Sailor Moon, I got through Sailor Moon Crystal, which is kind of like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, yes. where that anime follows the manga like beat for beat. Or Almost Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yeah, dra- right? essentially Dragon Ball Z Kai because the original kind '90s of. anime has a whole lot of filler. And then, but whereas... Did you guys ever see Ronin Warriors? Uh, I don't think so. It's an anime that aired on uh, Tsunami with a giant cat. Kind of rings a bell, I, but... I, I want to caveat what she just said. Dragon Ball Z does not have a lot of filler. Dragon Ball Z dragged out its story. It does not have a lot of filler. Filler is when you literally are making yeah. up new things and just shoving There's an entire arc that's filler in Dragon Ball Z. Yes, that's true, and that's different. But I'm saying Dragon Ball Z does not have a lot of that. Okay. Dragon Ball Z just, just makes drags its it stories last forever. Yeah, but Sailor Moon right. did. The anime, mm. the 90s anime of Sailor Moon did have a lot of filler. Sure. Tuxedo mask. Yeah. Um, but there was this line where um, when the, the scene where Usagi turns herself into a stewardess and Luna's like, why? She's like, why did you become a stewardess? Because she needs to keep her passengers safe. Um, it, I have a question because in the yeah. version we read, I know what it is, but in your uh-huh. in your physical book, mm-hmm. uh, does she constantly like talk about how attractive the other sailors are? Uh yeah, and how does. beautiful they are. Yeah, there's actually, okay. I mean, then I I will. Sh- the the 90s anime gets shit on a lot, but there actually is this scene in the 90s anime where a girl from Usagi's school does go up to her, and give her a love letter. Now she's already with uh, Mamoru at this point, but she's like, "Look, I may not be your, be able to be your girlfriend, but I can still be your friend." So it's stuff like that in the Sailor Moon book, where especially in Layer Volumes, where she'll be like, "Hey, this girl's really cute." Where she's like, I mean, I'm in love with this guy, but I'm not going to say that I'm not going to like totally reject a person, even though they have feelings for me. I'll still hang out with them. And I think that's a really good message for people. Who's who's Sailor V? Uh, Sailor Venus. I thought so. Yeah. 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 yeah I looked Video the, games. I looked at the chapters to the chapter. List. Man, let me tell you about, about yeah. what I was reading. Because <laughs> <laughs> as I was reading it, I told the Sparks this. And as I was reading it, I was like, OK, volume one, four chapters. Cool. So I'm going through volume one, get to the fourth chapter, get next chapters. Wait, I thought it was four chapters. It's five chapters. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay, one more chapter. Yeah. Reading through that chapter. And then like a sixth chapter appeared. Like I was unlocking chapters (laughs) of this book. I was like, what the hell is happening right now? I kept like expecting to finish this book. And I'm like, what? (laughs) There's more. Uh, yeah. Hey the guys, fan, the fan edit did not help. Uh, hey guys, yeah. how dare you brainwash innocent people who are deeply devoted to education? I will never forgive you. Yep. You was know that, what I was thinking about the other day? <laughs> was that Ami who said that, or was uh, that uh, Usagi? No, that's Sailor Moon, baby. Uh, yeah, that's you Usagi. Know, okay. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Did you guys ever, ever? You, I'm hell. I'm sure you all know about this, but the My Immortal Harry Potter fanfic. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I read that. Um, I felt very similar about. that this that I did that <laughs> in dialogue uh, look, listen I, her name's Usnag- Usnagi what is it U- Usagi. Usagi her name's Usagi, Usagi and uh, she loves sleeping and the arcade and she's in the 8th grade mm, keep her tongue out can we real quick just talk about the like kind of rapey scene where Tuxedo Mask puts her to bed listen yeah. I kisses her twice I when she is knocked out 
First Excuse of all, me. Uh, they're all 14, and this guy's 17 to 18, question mark, tuxedo he, mask? He says 17. There's a there's a picture that says 17 slash 18, question mark. Oh, okay. No, he, yeah, it's a mystery. It's like, it's like one of the descriptions at the top of the chapter, yeah. and it says 17, 18, question mark. Legal, unlegal, who knows? Is it wink? Like, oh boy, Japanese. Man, I've always, I've always admi- I, I guess, quote unquote, admired the way... Uh, the Japanese draw their fourteen-year-old girls. Yeah, I don't know if you know. You know, the you know Yoko in uh, in Gurren is supposed to be fourteen. What? Oh boy! And yeah, I'm like, that's a joke. That's not right. That's at all. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say like. Even though I, we had, I don't know, because for me, I know what happens later on in the story, so I don't know. I if don't that, think that helps. No, I know it doesn't. No, no, then it doesn't change doesn't the fact help. that Tuxedo Mask yeah. lays her down in a bed and kisses her while yeah, she's that's, unconscious. That's, yeah, that's super not okay. Yeah, Twice, Ben. Yeah, I know. Twice. I know. Tuxedo Mask. I know. I I gotta say, uh, it ain't a, it ain't a oh kiss her and then she'll be able to wake up because it's true love. No. It's a I'm just gonna do this real quick. She's pretty. Yeah, right here. Uh, tuxedo mask. Chiba, Chiba Maru. Ma- Ma- Birthday Ch- unknown. Maru Chiba. Uh, age seventeen, eighteen. Friend or enemy? Take caution. <laughs> it's like I do appreciate how like super cheesy and anime it is at certain mm-hmm. points, and some of the ch- and like every time tuxedo mask comes out, it's like oh tuxedo mask. Yeah. Like I just find that super charming, and like the transformation is like fun and silly, but like yeah, yeah. it doesn't help that like it's a bad translation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, yeah. There's there's there a lot. Things, there are things that I admire, like yeah. I do. I do like the. If I recall the show, they reincarnated people, right? Yeah, from um, the moon. From the moon. Uh, yeah, Sailor Moon. Um, Usagi Kino is the reincarn is the reincarnated princess of the kingdom of the moon. Mamoru is the reincarnated prince of Earth. There is a war. Everyone dies, uh-huh. and the um, the four kings of heaven, which are in this um, Jedi, uh, Jadeite, Kunzite, Zedite, and um, that's the four generals, right? Yeah, yeah. they're they're kind of. They are actually um, Mamaru's um, companions, and but then they get their brainwashed by Queen Beryl, and then shit, just, everything just goes to hell. Right, and so they see on paper that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think this book executes it well. I mean, this book doesn't touch all of that. No, it doesn't. With no. my high heels, I'll punish you. I'll show you the power of an innocent girl. I I haven't felt it's been a very yeah, long innocent. time since I felt like. <laughs> what my parents would feel like watching like an anime or cartoon when I was a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I just stepped in and I'm like, this is too many things being thrown at me. Too many names. Like, oh, there's Luna the talking this? cat. What? What is this? How is this happening? Well, and just... like nobody directly addresses it. Like Luna's just a talking cat. Hey, you're the soldier now. Oh, I guess okay. Use your you just thing. Gotta, you just gotta take it. Hey, it Usagi's only yeah. useful when Luna tells her to do the things. Okay. Usagi does Silver Crystal grants you immortality. Sure, like, I can also, only judge on these chapters. Also, Usagi is a is a self admitted crybaby. Yeah. yeah, gross. Well, yeah. what is the? Stop crying! You're breaking all the windows. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I'm looking I got, at those ben, I, I, ben, I'm really not trying to trash. I know, it. I, I'm I know, not, I, and I don't mean to. I and think it that sucks this, because this because vo- even when I was reading, I was like, wow, this. Because it do, it does get better. That's the thing. This is what, even picking the first volume because I only have volumes one and two, but and I read the whole um, manga series, and there are some parts where it gets like really like into like self expression into like who you like self identity. It's really good and it's really impactful. It's like man, this is something I definitely want to show my kids in the future. But then I'm reading this first volume, like when Tetsuya Mask Kisusagi, I was like, even though I know what happens later, on, I'm like, man, that's kind of rapey. That's I, that, that's not good. As I've said before. When the argument of it gets better 
it doesn't help. It's I know. It's not a I know. good argument because if you're not getting me from the beginning, I have no reason to keep going exactly. outside of the promise that it could get better. Right. Like that's why I didn't finish well, Gotham. Well, hold on, hold on. So th- there is a difference between like saying it gets better and then like is something just finding itself. Like Legends of that's Tomorrow true. has a terrible first season and was finding itself. And by the second season and especially the third season, it's actually a really good show in its own right. So there, there's a gray area in that. And I can see where Sailor Moon can definitely be that. But I think the whole thing is that you have to be on board with the whole concept and world of it from the get-go. And I'm just not on board for it. It's I, not my ride. I'm, it's not my ride. I'm, I'm, this is a it's super weird thing. It's not my ride. That's I'm, a good way to put it. I'm more into the uh, the Bri- Bri- Brienne super, Dragon Ball Super team from that other universe. Bri- Brienne, the uh, Kira Toriyama's parody of Sailor yeah, Moon? Yeah, I like his fake Sailor Moon maybe more than a real life. So Sailor in Moon. Dragon Ball Super, real quick, Ben, yeah. uh, Kira Toriyama creates these parody of Sailor Moon where they're super beautiful, and when they transform, they become uggos. Okay. And uh, it, it, that's not even... They become like more fantastical creature-looking characters. Uh, with, and their whole thing is they're, like... They're, they're, it doesn't color, matter what you look like, like just inner beauty and like it's all about love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's what they're all about. It's like, you know, uh, outer beauty, it doesn't matter. That's why they transform with their power, power level. Instead of transforming into something more beautiful. It's so like they, they get stronger the more they love. It's like instead of power levels like Goku, like if they love you harder, they get stronger. Yeah, uh, okay. They actually have to acknowledge it as a separate type of energy. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, the power of love is a different type of energy because Hello. it comes from a different universe. I did not realize that. Yeah, it's a. Re- it's it, uh, what's your name? Brienne. Ribrian. 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 I'm not even gonna try. It's got an R at the beginning. I B R I A N N E. Ribrian. You can say it again, but I'm never gonna pronounce it well. Ribrian. She. She. It's like a lot of them turn into like more fantastical creatures, but she just turns fat. Which I always thought. But she's great. But she's yeah, she's a lot of fun. She's so cool. Man, I'm so behind on this show right now. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Sailor uh, Moon. And okay. can we talk about that instead? No, uh, Ben, <laughs> you have the right. Uh, please tell us about this first volume a little bit. Um, well, the, uh, the first volume is is Usagi discovering her powers because yeah, Luna shows up. She find um, Usagi finds her, rips the bandaid off, and I even I have to agree that there are parts like the bandaid making Luna can't talk is kind of dumb. But once again, it's it was the '90s. I know the argument of product of his time doesn't help, but for me, who's someone who can see a dude grow his hair three times his size, I'm like, fudge it. It's an anime thing. Um, the artist and author who's... Let me grab... I wonder if, if like, uh, the Band-Aid... Naoko Takuchi. I wonder if, like, the Band-Aid is, like, some cultural thing that's, like, representing, like, losing your power or something that just we don't know about that's, like, actually has a meaning or something. Or yeah. it could be reading into it. Nothing. I don't know. I, don't know. I think you're reading into something. Yeah. yeah. But but still, the first volume is her finding the other Sailor Scouts, which we find um, Ami, which is Sailor Mercury. She has an IQ of 300. Yeah. We have um, Ray, who's Sailor Mars, and we have Makoto, who's Sailor Jupiter. We Pretty much the first two volumes are all the Sailor Scouts getting together and then fighting Queen Barrel. So essentially, yeah. this is the first volume is just a giant exposition because we don't get into the heat of the first story. It's, it's Usagi. The silver crystal. Yeah, it's Usagi meeting her friends. The friends who they're going to fight with her until the very bitter end. And, and um, part of what like fundamentally just doesn't work for me is I don't understand the identities of the characters that she meets outside of like, she's the smart one. She's the one who can banish they're just, demons. They're archetypes. She's yeah. the one yeah. who's kind of lonely. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't, have a read on them so and they don't and do they anything in, and then they introduce the lesbians no 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 <laughs> but they don't do they don't do anything per, like they're just they're there in the panel sometimes mm-hmm. but usagi's always the one who does anything important because the cat tells her to and they don't they like kind of like nah the transform help boop yeah. there it is and yeah. I, I just have nothing to latch on to 
uh, at all. Each each um each chapter starts the same way. It's like this mystery of what's happening, and then uh-huh. and then there's, I didn't mind that so much. And then there's a fight, but I I did I, after a while. I got to the point where I was like, it's like Buffy Freak this, of the Week. This is repetitive. Kind of get on, yeah, I mean, but. This is the '90s. Like I can, I can appreciate that. That's a thing of its time. Like I, I, it's not for me, but I can, I yeah. can understand it. I do like the ghoulish lady who pretends to be the mom at yeah. the jewelry yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. Her, pretty, her art was awesome. Yeah, uh, pretty, I was like, man, it's a few times a, it got into like, like, yeah, like spooky territory. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, she remembers in the second volume. I'm this looking at the second volume right yeah. now. What the, the the jeweler the one who pretends to be the yeah, the, the one cool. who owns the jewelry yeah, store. That's cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that kind of like I'm like, man, if they fought more things like this. I'd be I'd be into this, but it's it just doesn't go that way very often. I will say I do kind of want to check out Sailor Moon Crystal, uh, because I do kind of like the the story beats, if not if not the execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe seeing it in a more animated format, um, and less reading it because this is boring. Because when I because <laughs> when help. I when I got into Sailor Moon, it was thanks to Sailor Moon Crystal. My friends sat me down. We watched the first ten episodes marathoned, and I was like, man, I I dig this. I like this. I mean, yes, the first few episodes, there are times where I'm like, what? But as the show went on, I was like, no, this is, per- this is, it got, a ho- it, it got its hooks at me. And I, th- I, have, as a, someone who has read the whole series, I think this is a good series to show anyone. Just, just, it's, it's a decent series. I think, but if, just I get agree with the you, actual manga. But I agree with you, Sparks. Copy. If it doesn't grab you at first, then just, if it's I not think, your ride, that's I, totally I fine. I think you all, like anybody, for the most part, who's even vaguely aware will have a mm-hmm. basic knowledge of what Sailor Moon is. Yeah, I did, and I'm like, there's a reason I've never gone to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that's not me. Yeah, like that's not the kind of thing. Like, I this is very like female Power Rangers esque, mm-hmm. and I'm not even that uh, infatuated with Power Rangers. Right. So this is just 100 percent really not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very much like, and I'm not saying I'm gonna walk a hard line here, but um. I am not saying that this is inherently like only for ladies. Oh yeah, that, right. Yeah, but I mean, there is I a it, but there is a female perspective to it. There is, and in its narration and the way it handles its uh, story beats, mm-hmm. that is just it's not catering to me as an audience. And because mm-hmm. I'm already not sold on the concept of it, that isn't getting me either. And yeah. so there's just no place for me to kind of find my entry point in. Right. What you described as like the larger story of this that sounds cool. Um. I'd need to like find a different way to get into yeah. that because this is like starting here at volume one. This isn't that this, this is not was your... this. This is not my cup of tea. Right. This is not. Uh, I am to, to kind of go to that Ken Knopsock interview. This is me fighting the ride it wants to take me on. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not the ride I want to. I want. This is not mm-hmm. the journey I want to go on. Yeah. I want something else out of this. What you described is what I want yeah. out of it. This isn't that. Right. And I'm not getting it. Uh, and that's not Ryan its fault. I, I'm not the audience for it. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan and I had a similar conversation about Tom King's Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, not everything has has to be for you. Yeah, yeah. and th- it, again, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just right. not for you, man. I right. am not saying this is a bad book. Yeah. Oh no, this is just I am not the. Person I will say that our our translator our version fan is a bad is a bad yeah, book. Your fan edits are are bad. Sailor yeah. Moon as a whole is not. And I can't say like I can I can see where this gets more gets crazier. Yeah, with more I, can see, I can see why this appeals to an audience. I am just mm-hmm. not that audience. That's, yeah, yeah. that's totally fine. Like, and even I didn't think I was its audience because when I was a kid and I saw Sailor Moon, I thought, oh, that's the thing for girls. And then Dragon Balls, as a as a cisgendered white male, I saw Dragon Balls and I was like, oh, that's, that's the thing for yeah, me. Yeah. And, and I thought, I was like, oh, I should avoid all stuff 
uh, to Sailor Moon. And then my friend sh- sat me down. We watched Crystal. I'm like, no, I, this is actually pretty good. It's good. For you. Like even in the theme song, once you translate, there's this, the theme song for the for the first part of Crystal. They say is like, look, we can do this ourselves. We don't need a man to keep protecting us all the sure, time. Sure, that's. And what you're describing there is something you want. Is you're not getting is it not out of what the first this volume. is. This yeah. is very much like a '90s idea of a of a schoolgirl story, yeah. and kind of like being based entirely around the concept of a mm-hmm. relationship with a man who is tuxedo mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, tuxedo mask! And that's not what I'm here for. Right. So <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah, right, I just put something in my mouth when it's mm, all right. Three anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what's your book club next week? Hey, I'm Ryan Oliopoulos. Uh, I'm going to pick a image book called Seven to Eternity. It's another Rick Remender book. I'm not sorry about it. Are you sure it's not Brubaker? No, you're thinking of Warren Ellis. <laughs> oh, great. Sorry. Uh, it's Rick Remender. No. Rick Remender <laughs> and Jerome Pena. Uh, they're the, uh, they're the X, uh, X-Force team. Uh, they've done a bunch of other collaborations, but like this is like w- a truly monumental, super awesome fantasy book. Uh, and I, you've read some of it, Brandon. Right? I've read some of it. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the first volume is only four issues, so it's going to be a, a fun, easy read. Uh, but it's it's got some of the best best visuals and comics. So I uh, can't wait to read it again. There we go. Uh, all right. So that'll do it for us this week. Um, next week. No, actually, uh, you know, I'll say this. Look for our Ken Knapsack interview special. It is up on the feed right now. Heck we'll yeah. On, uh, up on YouTube probably sometime this week. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to see that. E3 uh, video. Our E3 video is coming Swamp up. Swamp Thing. Basement Arcade. Yep. It's all happening. Yada yada. All that sort of stuff. I'm um, working on it. This week we will drop our annual, our uh, anniversary special. That'll come up on Wednesday. And uh, next week uh, for the episode is Toy Story 4. Ooh, you got to friend in me again. And maybe Child's Play. We'll discuss that. We'll see if it's good. TBD. Um, but yeah, definitely Toy Story 4. Man, the reviews are crazy. For Toy for Story 4? Toy Story yeah, 4? crazy good. Yeah. Like, I, oh. wow, they actually did it uh, again? <laughs> Melissa Villasenor is a secret role in that film, apparently. Who's that? Melissa Villasenor is from Saturday Night Live. She does a lot of excellent impressions and things like that. I have an idea of who I think she is just based on the character name, and I'll tell you off air. Okay. Uh, it's Woody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for us uh, this week. If you guys want to help support the show, uh, go click on the description. I got all those links, the YouTubes, the Patreons, the TeePublics, um, and our Funko Affiliate uh, link. Click on those links. Click on that link, uh, the Funko Affiliate. Buy anything on that website. When you check out, use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase. Ooh. Greatly appreciate it. As like I said, uh, we do have a Patreon. I, there is one tier. You can support, throw in five bucks or any amount that you wish, and you get all the stuff that we'll be putting on uh, on that on that Patreon. Who uh, all that all that good stuff. If we start getting enough of you, maybe we'll create a new tier where we'll do commentaries on all of the Scorpion King films. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I was legitimately thinking of doing a video series on the entire Scorpion King franchise. <laughs> I just found out. Like, I went to Best Buy. I just found that there's five of those. There, are, there five. are five Scorpion King movies, and every single one has a new professional wrestler in each of them. Do you, do you know what the title of the fourth one is off the top of your no. head? No, Quest Four. Quest uh, for what? So it's Quest for Power, but it's, but a, it's a Scorpion four? King oh Four Quest for Power. The one before that's oh Book my. of Souls. But I'm saying because like Superman Four Quest for yeah, Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first, Yo. the the first, the the first one is Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Scorpion King. Yeah, the oh. first one's not bad. It's fine. Broke me. And it's then not they great. Made, it's and fine. then they made four more of them. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah, dude. Uh, we do have a tea public. Uh, we got some shirts on there. I'm working on getting up uh, some more merchandise. Uh, definitely another shirt. Uh, we're looking at a basement arcade way of doing that. So that'd be cool. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, so that'll do it. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. We do. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci. 
his show, Separate Proctologist, is not com- con- currently on uh, the interwebs, but it is coming. Um, Three-year anniversary. and uh, mm, There it is. <laughs> uh, you can find Jeremy at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. He does all of our low... He does all of our... Um, not a low... Music. 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 Every single interlude musical thing you, you have, that is him. Uh, and support his show. Support Suburban Proctologist. Suburban Proctologist. Facebook.com. The Element. Do you know how Treasure hard it is? Town. Do you know how hard it is for me to say that name? Suburban Proctologist. Suburban Proctologist. Mm, Hate yep, it. I get you. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Um, you can find Mike Matola, our logo designer, uh, did our fake nerd logo and our miscellaneous logo. You can find him at Mike, at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. You can find uh, us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at fake nerd podcast, fake nerd guys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? I'm at DJ Tony Snark at uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pornhub, all of it, guys. I'm there for it. When'd you get a Pornhub? He didn't get one. He's on it. You Google DJ Tony Snark on Pornhub, and you will find him. This joke's gone longer than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) Three years anniversary. (laughs) Ben, where can they find you? Ben Manning at 27 on Instagram, Twitter, and the moon, apparently. Uh, Oh? Oh. Is that a Sailor Moon reference? Yes, it's a Sailor Moon reference. Cool. Okay. Uh, you read the book. You tell me. I got there. Uh, Sparks. I'm Sparks Witty, and I am on Instagram, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. And so nowhere else. Nowhere. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, oh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Quick shout out to Downright Nerdy Podcast. <laughs> They're awesome, and they sent uh, my girlfriend their lovely giveaway, yeah, which oh is yeah. awesome, and we got it. They sent a couple of extra goodies in there, an extra Very comic, nice. cool. and a few little other bits and baubles, and they're really great. And they sent us some business cards, which we'll certainly use and pass around. They're uh, they're currently doing a giveaway for Taskmaster, and oh. I hope I hope whoever gets that book loves it, because that is yeah. an awesome book, Down- and I'm glad they're promoting that book. So, yeah. so thanks to Downright Nerdy Podcast. They're taste. really great. We're talking about collaborations with them in the very near-ish yep. future. And uh, may or may not be sending them a gift in the near future Ooh. as well. Yeah, there you go. It's just going to be me in a box. <laughs> Poke holes in it, please. Surprise! It's going right, to be from Pornhub. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. Stay fake nerds.